6.7 WJFK FM. I am El Jefe. J Dubs is me. Spoon. And we are here for live programming. I like to think of this as the, uh, like Friends on NBC. This is the supersized episode. <laughs> Always encouraging your uh, interaction. 1 800 636 1067 202 432 1067. Again, because it's a new start time, uh, I, I'd like to I'd like to say, kiss me, Spoon. <laughs> I want to celebrate our one-month anniversary together. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's been one month. Remember when you were in high school? And like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every single thing. <laughs> one week. One week, one month, <laughs> six months. Hey, I, got, I found out today is our one-month anniversary. I got a binder for you. Right. Pretty little flowers. <laughs> you would give them them candy necklaces and stuff. <laughs> we could eat it all day. <laughs> so uh, it is our one-month anniversary, and uh, goddamn, uh, thank you, Cameron Gray, who uh, has all the smarts in the world for extending the show by an hour. He's brilliant. Uh, and, you know, it comes up, you know, it's another hour worth of material for us to come up with, but trust me, that's not a problem. Not a problem. We got tons to talk about. Those of you just now tuning in wondering what this live programming is on WJFK in the weekend, that's not Goss's Garage. Or the Coon Show. Um, this is a, this is just it's an entertainment show. Um, it's a show for you to come in um, to shoot the breeze. Uh, various topics that we have, man. We like to have a lot of fun. We play some games, uh, bits. Uh, no more man on the street segments. <laughs> for those of you listening last week, but overall, seriously, it's a good time, and it includes music as well. Uh, we got music coming up from uh, what's your band? Rex and Effect. Rex and Effect, and what about the other one too, Spoon? The other is EPMD. Yeah. The Headbanger. And who uh, who was in that? that uh, Redman. Redman. That's Redman's original band, yeah. And we'll do that before our news segment, uh, Two Scoops with Spoon. Yes. Uh, that's coming up for you. Uh, also coming up for you, um, i got to tell you, I'm excited about this. Remember old-time radio? Uh, not not this fun radio where it's personality-driven and, and you get to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about, Dubs. Remember the times where we'd be sitting in Lansing, Michigan, and the only thing we could do is flip through these little cards and read these liners. <laughs> it's what they're doing over at HS, HFS and DC 101 and stuff. Right. Check this out, guys. 
At quarter past the hour, listen for your cue from Cameron Zass to call in and win the autographed item of the week. Only from El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. JFK. JFK. We finally got prizes. Right on. Uh, our one-month anniversary, and so what we're going to do is we're going to celebrate with you guys and give you gifts. So at a quarter past the hour, which means coming up your chance to win in nine minutes, listen for the cue from Cameron's ass and be the 16th caller at 1-800-636-1067 or 202-432-1067. We're not going to tell you who the autograph is from. We're not going to tell you what's been autographed, but know that it's going to be goddamn valuable. Oh, yeah. All right, so that's one of the things we got coming up for you. Also, Spoon, we got some other prizes as well? Yeah, we got some other prizes. We'll be giving away uh, at our discretion. Umbrellas. Now, I know it sounds corny, <laughs> but fellas, it's been raining for two weeks straight here. I, yeah, what the hell is with that? I know, man. What is? I, I have no idea. I don't know if we're in a, in a bad weather pattern or El no. Nino or what. It's normally not like yeah, this. Yeah, tell your cousin to knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> My cousin El Nino from El Jefe. That's right. I mean, oh, man. Hopefully by Memorial Day we'll see some sunshines, but... You need an umbrella, and it's not a cheesy umbrella. You know, this is like one of the uh, Godfather types. All right, you don't promo the umbrella. <laughs> hey, they're nice. They're big. <laughs> we do have other. Building cool. up the ramp on the we umbrella. Got, uh, <laughs> we got some ski caps to give away. Eight mile. That's right. Eight What's mile good? ski cap. But here's the thing. You don't say we got ski caps. We, we got eight mile gear. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's know. all about talking it up. Well, but if they don't like the movie, you can just... Pull the ski cap up over the eight mile emblem. No, it was a good and it'll just that be all movie. black, you know. I, I hate I, I I hated Eminem before that movie. I truly hated Eminem before the movie. I still think he's a prick. I love his music. I think he's a prick. Why do you say that? Well he uh what did he recently do? He uh Weird Al, uh, Weird Al. yeah, Weird Al. He uh knocked off his uh um <clears throat> he Lose Yourself. Yeah, he uh Weird Al did a remake of Lose Yourself. Most people know about this and then after that he wanted to put a video out about it and it kind of made fun of uh, the whole 8 Mile video. So Eminem's like, no, that can't happen because I don't make fun of people myself. <laughs> he makes fun of himself. He makes fun of everybody. Yeah. Well, okay, whatever. Um, uh, but we do have 8 Mile gear for you. What 8 else? Mile gear. Okay. We also got, and this is a good one, I think, the first season of NYPD Blue, the DVD box set. Not bad. Okay, yeah, definitely. So we'll save that for, you know, a good caller. Only thing bad about that is Zach Morris wasn't on those. Right. Oh, okay. Zach, Zach Morris. <laughs> you get an ass shot every now and again, though, right? Yeah, you do. <laughs> I wish that A.C. Slater on it. <laughs> on uh, NYPD Blue? Yeah. That's the other half. Have you seen that douche show? Oh, yeah. He was also the uh, host on America's Most Talented Kid. Boy, that guy's falling. <laughs> from the greatness, which was Saved by the Bell. How do you fall from Saved by the Bell? Did you see him in that uh, Greg Luganis story? That was hilarious. Not yeah, he it. played Greg Luganis. I didn't see that. What else yeah. do we have, Spoon? And also a watch, a six feet under watch. Okay, you just say a watch. A watch. A watch. So we have, all right, now this is how it's done. Okay, you ready? We got a watch for you. We also have eight mile gear. We well, got an NYPD blue uh, box set. And we have umbrellas. Let's see. Yeah, you can't really talk up the umbrella. How do you make that sound cool? What see, I was told not to, like, hype up what it actually is because it's an old promotion. And you know what I mean? It's just kind of leftover stuff for our 
leftover show. <laughs> All right, fair so. enough. And don't forget about the autographed item of the week. You'll hear that sound in about five minutes. Now, what are we actually going to do besides giving away gifts? We do have stuff for you. Some of the things that we're going to talk about tonight, Dubs, you know this, I know this. I hate Ted Nugent. And this prick has somehow managed to, to, to get back into my life. I, I don't know how it is, and I don't know if he's stalking me, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna talk a little bit about my my Ted Nugent death wish. I don't I don't wish too many people dead, but uh, I'm damn near there. How many people really have a history with Ted Nugent other than you? <laughs> you have a long, outstanding history with Ted Nugent. It's all bad. Going back about three years now. I hate that son of a bitch. Goddamn! If anybody would catch SARS. Or get in a, in a car accident or actually sh accidentally shoot themselves with a bow and arrow. I wish he'd be that prick. Oh, man. You and the PETA chicks. He don't get along with them either. It's, so, not, you know. it's not even about that. Uh, I, we'll, get, we'll get to Ted Nugent. All right, right on. Trust me, we got some Ted Nugent. Also, uh, believe it or not, God is going to sit in on the show tonight. Now, last week we heard from George W. Bush's sperm. Yeah, and hopefully uh, God doesn't giggle like a maniac during this segment, like he did, like the sperm did last week. Right. My bet is he's, he's going to, yeah. <laughs> but God's gonna hang out, and uh, you'll you'll have a chance to talk to God, or at least our version of God here on El Jefe's Hideout. Um, a lot of sex going on in high school. We get we got to we got to talk a little bit about that. And more importantly, concerning sex, up in the uh, next segment, we're gonna have an interview with a Russian mail-order bride um, internet service provider. What? Um, <laughs> we'll get into it in a second, but this guy, how did you, actually, how did you stumble upon this, Dubs? I got a uh, junk mail, you know, one of those stupid junk mails, and I saw it and said, Russian mail-order brides. I'm like, really? <laughs> I didn't even know that stuff existed. I didn't even know it was click, legal. Click, yeah. Click, so click. I clicked over to it, and these chicks are hot. And, and, he, and, we, and we're going to talk to him about his website, Russian-Brides-Club.com. In fact, if some of you listening right now want to log on and check the site out, that way maybe you have some questions for uh, Art uh, coming up in the second segment. But um, the chicks are hot. Very. And it, it, it's almost surprising that chicks like this would be willing to put themselves up on an Internet site. And I guess it's all to come to America. But we'll talk about that in uh, just a second. But uh, including our other music from Rex Effects, um, we have Marilyn Manson music for you as well. Uh, some classic Manson. And, and what I'm trying to eventually turn into a segment called Mandatory Manson. Uh, F Metallica. I hate Metallica. Scrap Met Give me fuel, give me fire, give me them shots out. <laughs> <laughs> you sound more like Avril Lavigne there. Oh, okay. Pussy. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, man, I, and, and Metallica overhyped. This is, it's the same old stuff over and over. But Manson, to me, is a true artist, a true entertainer. So I think um, we're slowly building into what I'm gonna, I've been wanting to do for years now in a segment yeah. called, called Mandatory Manson. But first, before we do anything, man, did you, see, did you see what happened this week? Maybe the most controversial, stupidest thing that happened this week, uh, Dubs. Did you see what happened here? No. Any idea? No, I'm, I'm lost. LeBron James. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. This son of a bitch. I dig him. In fact, I'm hoping he gets in the same car accident with Ted Nugent. Now, I know that <laughs> I know that it's evil to say, why, why would you hate LeBron James? $90 million with Nike. Don't be hating, bro. 
What do you mean, don't be hate? <laughs> what has he done? He has it's all it's all on potential. Yeah. This guy hasn't done a goddamn thing. And you don't respect that? You've got to respect that. Someone can sell themselves like that without proving anything? It's beautiful. He, 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 $90 million, the contract, the largest shoe endorsement deal ever. He got a $10 million signing bonus. Okay, that's all with Nike. Then with Upper Deck, he signed another one, uh, five, $5 million deal over five years. Another $1 million signing bonus. This cat's already got $95 million wrapped up in the bank, and he hadn't even stepped foot. <laughs> hadn't even stepped foot on an NBA court yet, man. That doesn't bother you? No, not at all. Why would it? How does that not bother you? Because he hasn't done anything yet. It's all on potential. It don't matter. I mean, if someone's going to pay him that money, and he's already got the hype going, so everybody's going to watch the commercials he's done, everybody's going to buy his gear, mm -hmm. it don't matter how good he does. Oh, hold on a second. Hi, this is WJFK Operations Manager Cameron Gray's ass. Call 16 right now at 1-800-636-1067 or 202-432-1067. Wins one of the autographed items of the week. Good luck from El Jefe's hideout at 106.7 WJFK. All right, so there it is. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Call right now. Caller 16 wins the autographed item of the week. We're going to get those phone calls as we go through. Uh, but in the meantime, what were you saying, uh, Jobs? I'm just uh, would you take him for the first pick, first round? I, well, that's the thing, though. The Cavs have all of a sudden now decided... The Cavs have decided, because they won the NBA lottery, that there's no doubt in their mind they're going to take LeBron James. You win. <laughs> I don't know. We can get into it in a second. First, okay. we got we to gotta take. we gotta, we got to get our winner. Let's go to the phones. We've screened them all. And uh, looking for caller 16. Caller 16. All right, we're going to line four. Line four, what's your name? Chris. Chris, where are you calling from, man? Uh, I'm on 995 near Fredericksburg. Outstanding, brother. Chris, congratulations. You are the winner of the first autograph right, of the week. <laughs> wow, right, bro. Right. I want you to hold on, and Spoon's going to get all your information, okay? Thanks a lot. Now, Chris, this is what you've won. Okay. You've won an autographed. Are you ready? Yes. Autographed Moon Pie Wrapper. <laughs> autographed Woo! by Spoon. Hold on. Woo! Oh, oh, bro, that's priceless. Hey, man, what station gives you all the best crap? Uh, JK. Where the stars in this pizza? And now, El Jefe. I am here to punch you in the face, senor. J-Dubs. I'm creating a franchise here. Spoon. Come up here. I'll show you how gay I am. El Jefe's hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Yeah, Chris driving on 95, picking up the first autographed item of the week. Make sure you get that cat's info, Spoon. And here's the best thing about the autographed item of the week. Ask him if, ask him which flavor he wants. Does he want chocolate, vanilla, or banana? Oh, yes, he does. Yeah, screw him, then. Dude, what? You don't think my uh, autograph? <laughs> 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 no, you have to come get it. We'll mail it. Yeah, we'll mail it to you. Yeah. Right. Right. He wants it. He wants it. Yeah. Good, good. This is what, this, and I'll, I'll turn your mic off so we don't repeat his info on the air. But this is the best part. I was telling uh, Tammy, our promotions director, about this bit. And she was like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send them. I'll send them the stuff. So make sure, ask him if he wants banana, vanilla, or uh, chocolate. Which moon pie wrapper he wants. 
this is something. This is something we used to do when we were in uh, when we were in Michigan. Oh yeah, <laughs> we would just we would grab things, we would autograph them, and we give them away. And at some point, and here's the thing, here's proof positive that it's worth something. Those cats in Michigan right now that have an autographed sunflower seed bag that I did, an autographed baseball. Whatever the autographed item of the week is, those cats that have it in Michigan right now, those are lucky sons of bitches. Oh, yeah, they have it from the old school days, like the Old Testament. <laughs> yeah, the, the Old Testament of El Jefe's hideout. Uh, Pre-Jesus days. one <laughs> 1-800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. Also, let us not forget the email, ejhideout, all one word, at yahoo.com. Spoon's going to be paying... Heavy attention to the email tonight. We've kind of been neglecting email over the past few uh, shows. So what we're going to do is actually uh, give you some information and uh, have you send us information via the World Wide Web. <sighs> By the way, those of you listening who didn't win the autographed item of the week, let me mark this off right here. We already did it for 1115 and uh, just like every douchebag DJ, coming up in 56 minutes, another chance for you to win the autographed item of the week from El Jefe's. Quarter past the hour, every hour. Quarter past the hour, after the hour, all the time. Hey, Johnny Punani's here. Big John. Big John. Big Johnny's here. Big bed, John. Big ass. So, um, getting back to LeBron James, though, for a second, before we got so rudely interrupted by our prize giveaways. Um, this is the question I had about LeBron. And this is what I wanted to relate to Spoon. My dream is to eventually have this show on in my hometown of Dallas, Texas. I'm driven by the fact that I'm, I'm really obsessed and driven by high school. Like, I, I all those prick bastards that... And I, here's the thing, I was popular in school. Really? I just have this really big ego. It's not even... I'll be honest. When I do this show, when I think about this show, I don't think about the fact that the president could happen upon the show because we're in Washington, D.C. I mean, I know it's far-fetched, <laughs> but I don't think about all the people in DuPont Circle or in Woodbridge or in Annapolis or, you know, even up in Beemore, uh, D.C.'s bitch, Beemore. I don't think about that. I think about the fact that one day I want to get back to Dallas, Texas, just so the people at South Grand Prairie High School can hear me on the radio. So, and that's, LeBron James is going to have the ability, he's going to get the chance to play in front of his hometown crowd. And, and, and Spoon, you're living the dream. Yeah, baby. And I, These I, are my people out here. And that's, to me, that's the coolest thing, because, I mean, Spoon, you were now talking to your people. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. this is your hometown. Let's highlight the the, uh, the, oh. the good things about not being in your hometown, though. Okay. You, you don't have to hear, like, your parents won't hear you talking about anal or oral or when the last time you gave anal to a shrimp dinner. <laughs> last time you received anal from something. You know? <laughs> don't worry about that. I'm talking about you, Spoon. I'm talking about what your parents have to hear every week. It, it was a crazy weekend. <laughs> John, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout. Uh, you don't think LeBron James is going to be the number one pick? He's going to be, but he shouldn't be. Who do you think should be taken number one? The 17-year-old from Europe. Oh, yes, this guy who uh, they're already drawing comparisons to Dirk a little bit. He's a lefty. What is he, a seven-footer, 6'11", can seven shoot? Seven-foot, he's from Europe, and he's 17. The upside on this kid's got to be better than LeBron. I would think so, too. And even with that, and I appreciate the call, John, even more so than that, I would say Carmelo Anthony would be a better pick because he's around the same age. To me, he's got the same skills. 
And he won a national championship. This cat's a winner. Yeah. The thing about it is, if you're the Cavaliers, you kind of got to take LeBron just to sell tickets. Now, you're going to sell so many tickets yeah. that first year. And you know it's strange because that's exactly what JFK was thinking when they put Spoon on this show. That's we gotta, right. <laughs> we got to have Spoon on the show because this is his town. Put asses in the seat. That's what <laughs> I do. 1-800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. This actually made me think of something. I think it's about time we went, we, we took the show to this level. Okay. Um. Phone is ringing. Oh my God. I know he's not here, but I'd like to leave him a little message. There you call. <laughs> You'll see. Right, the guy now. Cameron Gray, Operations Director for WJFK. Leave me a message. Go back to you as soon as I can. Please note any message left may be recorded for broadcast. This I'll is... record your message at the tone. When you're finished, hang up or stay on the line for further options. This is not for Cameron Gray. This is for Cameron Gray's ass. <laughs> Get away from the beep, dumbass. Right. Cameron! Cameron! I want you to realize, brother, that you have the LeBron James of radio shows. We have done absolutely nothing, but just like LeBron James, we have all the potential in the world. God damn it, where's our endorsement deal? That's right, we want to get paid in full. Why am I not <laughs> pimping Nike or Trim Spa <laughs> or Wendy's? Come on, Cameron. God bless you for supersizing the show from 11 to 3 on Saturday nights. Now it's time to step up. And it only cost you 39 cents, you know? <laughs> You supersized it. Cameron. Gay, 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 gay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Spoon, for adding. And, and, and Cameron, if you would, please forward this to our general manager, Alan Leinwand, because I'm too much of a pussy to call him. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. I meant that, though. Um, if you're listening to the show, I will pimp your stuff. Um, you know, I, I've been a whore before, Dubs. You know that. Oh, yeah. Uh, what did I whore? You whored uh, body solutions. <laughs> Who didn't, though, you know? Every, every, and you know what, man? And I'll tell you this. And I, I'll never do that again. The way I was able to justify body solutions, which is now filed like Chapter 11 or Chapter 5 bankruptcy. And when I actually took it, I did feel a difference in my body. So that's why I could just go on the air and talk about it. You know what I mean? But um, they were giving me $200 a week, like $250 a week, just to say I used the product. Suckers. I know, man. And when and when and, and when you're when you're a poor DJ, man, and you're getting thrown that kind of cash. Hell yeah. But from now on, I really only want to talk about stuff that I would truly use. So um, yeah, man, I'll pimp your stuff if you want me to. Because you know this show is very important. There are a lot of highly important people. Uh, Three of Spoon's babies listen to this show, and if you want to reach that demographic, <laughs> <laughs> this is the show. For you. Noah, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout. What's on your mind? Noah. <clears throat> okay, thank you. Still building. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Noah's still building. Um, speaking of that, a couple of other things um, real quick that I wanted to touch base on. Speaking of church, Oklahoma. Oklahoma City. Um, their kids' names reflect uh, sports, TV, and the Bible. And I just wanted to bring this up for a second because you did mention something church-wise. They're saying that LeBron um, is pretty much, they're saying he's going to be the next Kobe Bryant. A lot of comparisons to Kobe Bryant, small forward, shooting guard type. 
coming out of high school, highly touted. But did you know that in Oklahoma City, where's the statistic? 74, not Oklahoma City, but the state of Oklahoma, 74 children were born in 2002 named Kobe. Is that not the dumbest goddamn thing you ever heard? So is it now going to be LeBron? Is LeBron in probably five years going to be the new name? Yeah. For the next three of your children, Spoon? Is that what you're going to end up uh, doing? No. No. <laughs> but gosh, there are those people, man. That, uh, and it's the same thing. Julius and Irving, there's a lot of guys in the NBA name with like either that middle name or that you know first name. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's all from basketball. It's like... Going back to Oklahoma City, 91 girls named Rachel, 29 named Monica, 27 boys named Chandler. I love Friends. Why do you? What is oh, it about God. that show that that you love? It's funny. Gay, 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 gay. <laughs> right. I agree. I am very, very homosexual for watching uh, the, show. the show. The show. I can't. I don't know. I can't do that. I love it. I can't watch. Hate it. it. All right. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. Again, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of stuff on the plate for you. Do not forget that at a quarter past the hour, when you hear the cue from Cameron's ass, you can win the autographed item of the week just like Chris. Like me. What's his name? Chris. <laughs> just like me. You didn't win anything. Actually, Chris. my girlfriend Chris. has a lubricant called Just Like Me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can say that because she's not in town right now. I know. In fact, you're going to pick her up this week, yeah. so you got to get it all out of your system. Yeah. By the way, you've been staying at my apartment until the past couple of nights. We crashed up here at the station, and uh, last night you stayed at the Marriott. Yeah. Did you finally, uh, were you able to finally rub one out? Or uh, actually, how would you say it? Punch the clown? Yeah. Were you able to punch the clown? I still do it in the shower. Did you really? Yeah. So did I today. <laughs> I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> we'll, tell that, we'll tell that to God, though, when God sits in on the segment. Uh-huh. Uh, we're objectifying women. Um, it all started with this song, and it's continuing now through Russian women and websites. We're going to talk about that next. Trump Shaker. Yeah, Rex in effect. Listening to Al Hefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK.
1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. EJ Hideouts, all one word, at yahoo.com. Yeah. Who was that? Rest in effect, rum shaking. All right, man. And don't forget that at a quarter past the hour, listen for the cue to call in from Cameron's ass to win the autographed item of the week only from El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Now, this... Again, we were talking about it just a little bit earlier. This was something that Dub stumbled upon in his in his mass emails. Uh, I guess all the the nasty spam that everybody's getting nowadays. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And you actually opened it up. I'd have been afraid it was a virus or something. <laughs> I'm not afraid of that stuff. It's not my computer. <laughs> yeah, it only belongs to Infinity Broadcasting. <laughs> That's great. Um, but you came across this website, Russian-Brides-Club.com, and um, we were in shock. I mean, these lady, these ladies were hot. Yeah. These Russian women were beautiful. And I really do have this thing for Russian women. Um, Elise Dushku. Yeah. Uh, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, Vampire, uh, Slayer, Bring It On. One of my picks in El Jefe's Fantasy Draft during the very first pilot episode uh, for the missionary category. Yeah. She's beautiful. 
And then one of your picks. Yeah, the chick from the 70s show. Jackie from that 70s show is Russian. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to welcome to the show. <laughs> Art? Yes, I'm here. How are you, Art? Welcome into All Hefe's Hideout. Welcome to uh, Washington, D.C. How are you this evening? I'm pretty good, thank you. Thank you. So I got I to gotta commend you, my friend. Uh, you have an outstanding website. Again, yes, we do. Russian-brides-club.com. Tell me about this site, Art. Well, we have uh, several thousand of ladies there that are interested in meeting someone over here in the States. Uh-huh. So it's uh, you know it's just a matchmaking site basically. Um, anyone can log on to that site and take a look at the, at the girls. Okay, Spoon has a question for you. Now, Art, sure. what is the Russian word for pimp? <laughs> I mean, that's basically that's you know. A good what? one. Yeah, that's why I don't know. I don't think Russians have a word for that. It, no. You know what the word is? Please, ball. It's art. art. <laughs> oh, art. But art. That's the thing, though. At first, when we looked at the website, Russian-Brides-Club.com, I assumed that it was something like that, that you were pimping out women, but that's not at all what you're doing. Like you well, said... It's called, it's called matchmaking, uh -huh. uh, you know, to correct you right there. No, exactly. But, yeah, because basically what we do is we, uh, you know, we help people to meet for, you know, for just serious purposes. I guess the word pimp really relates to something different. No, completely. No, you're exactly right, Art. Also, uh... Profile like your target customer. Yeah, what, who's the average person? Because, I mean, we, WJFK, we're a male-dominated station, you know? Well, so I, I really think that our, our guys are going to like your website because we like your website. Oh, yeah. But who are the typical guys that usually use your services? Well, that's usually guys um, anywhere from 30 to 45. Okay, older guys. Um, well... I guess that's not... I mean, Middle-aged. Oh, yeah, uh, middle-aged. Older? <laughs> yeah. I'm over 30. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, we're a bunch of... So is Spoon, don't worry about it. Barely. <laughs> uh, actually, I had a couple of really young guys, like 20-something. Um, Uh-huh. Oh, very But it, that's unusual. Okay, go now, ahead. Now, what I picture is... Does anybody know what John Wayne Gacy looks like? Uh-huh. That's what I picture, the kind of guys that would go over there and pick up these chicks, you See, know? See, no, well, I, I disagree with you, though, Dubs, and this is the reason I disagree with you. To me, I would figure the reason you set something like this up, Art, is first of all, there's a demand. But secondly, is this for guys that are just sick of American women? Like, do you hate American women, Art? Well, me personally, no. Okay. Are you married to a Russian woman or an American woman? Uh, well, I'm actually not married yet. Oh, oh okay. Oh. So are, are, you, uh, are you banging a lot of these chicks on your website? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not allowed to. I'd like to, but... You're not allowed to. It's a website. No, at least he said he'd I, I like to. I'm a professional, so... Oh, okay. But this is, this is a very legitimate website, then. Yeah, definitely. Okay. You see, you wouldn't really want to go all these 5,000 miles over to Russia to just, you know, have fun. I guess we more for, like, you know, for really serious people who are interested in, you know, finding someone for real. So this is really about finding love, though. Yes. So, so yes. let's... Let, Oh, go ahead. We do have, you know, uh, I've heard some stories about guys that just doing this for fun. If they have some, you know, extra money, they can actually just have fun. But uh, mostly it's for, you know, for serious, serious purposes. Uh, now, what is what are the packages that you sell? I mean, if we, because we're, we're, I guess you would buy a package, like a seven-day, a ten-day package. What comes in that? Uh, we basically just put a guy in the hotel. We take care of all this, you know, of all the... Uh, lodging and you know meals and stuff like that and we 
Uh, we give him a catalog of women that he can meet. Nice. Yeah, he chooses the women by photograph <laughs> and um, whatever information they provide about themselves. And then we just call them up. They, we tell them, well, there is a guy in town. He is, uh, you know, his name is this, and he is such and such. And uh, we just, you know, we just basically put them together in a cafe or restaurant. They spend a lunch date or something like that. You just lock them in a room and hope they bang. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how often guys get lucky with this. Again, we're speaking with Art Grechev of Russian-Brides-Club.com. And you know what I like most about the website and what we literally spend hours on your website doing, Art? Uh, as soon as you log on, off to the left, there's a little panel that allows you to browse the single girls. And they're in different categories, under 21, 22 yeah. to 25, 26 to 30, 31 Ooh. to 35, 36 to 40, and over 41. The, <laughs> do the over 41s ever get picked? Because I'm sure you're able to like get statistics um, right. on your website. Which ones are op most often looked at? Which age group? Uh, well, I'd say probably uh, somewhere between 25 and 30. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Popular group. That's what I clicked on. I, nobody wants to go to Russia to get an old whore. <laughs> and, yeah, and the same stands for the 18-year-old girls, too. You know, nobody is really seriously interested in them. Oh, really? I beg to differ, my man. <laughs> I'm very interested. That's what Spoon's all about. Oh, man. Now, the reason I knew this website was legit art was because on it, you had you talked about avoiding scams. Right. Uh, so this, I mean, again, explain that. Explain that you're not really, I mean, explain the whole scam part of the, of the process, I suppose. Well, you see, we're dealing with the Internet, so basically someone can pretend to be uh, interested in a serious relationship, like, you know, some regular Russian girl, she's not interested in that, but she would post herself on the website. Mm -hmm. And when the guys would write to her or call her, she would say something like, well, you know, I'm interested in the correspondence, I'm, I'm interested in meeting you eventually, but for right uh, now, I need $50 to keep my Internet account active. Ah, uh, see? Like that. <laughs> Always trying to squeeze money out of you, women. I don't care if it's in America or if it's in Russia or if it's in Havana, Cuba. Well, I guess in America it would be more than $50. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. They know how to work. Probably like, like your house or, you know, your car. Right. Now, Art, now I know most European, well, I don't know about most, but a lot of European women don't shave, like, their armpits. I mean, do we, are, there, are there money back discounts for grooming? Right. I, do Russian girls shave armpits or is that Actually, a Actually, they do, yeah. That's the myth that they don't. I... Okay. <laughs> okay. See, that's good. Like two years ago, they didn't. All right. Yeah. I don't mind those stupid winter hats that they wear. You know, those, like, goofy, like... Hey, come on. Skate <laughs> crockets. Boy, man, I could not stand the armpit hair. Yeah. There's, there's nothing more disgusting than armpit yeah. hair or even... Yeah. So that's good. That's good. Even stubble. Again, talking to Art Grechev of Russian-Brides-Club.com. Has business been hurt at all since we found out that Russia helped Iraq in the war? Russia helped Iraq? That's you, news to me. Really? Yeah, you didn't hear about those scumbags that were uh, apparently we found all this underground information and like all the technology in Iraq was from Russia. I just wanted to make sure that you, oh. your service wasn't being hurt by the fact that we found out that Russia helped out Saddam Hussein. Oh um, no, actually I didn't <laughs> notice that. Okay, I'll good. Back to that. Now, how, now let's. I guess the biggest thing, and I don't know if you want to give out prices, but here in El Jefe's hideout, we're looking for Jefe's whores. We'd like a woman to represent the show. How much would it legitimately cost, let's say, including a, a seven-day package and then bringing the woman over here? What's the total cost incurred 
for a woman, or for a guy, or a woman, I guess, trying to get a Russian bride. Yeah. The Russian bride, you mean like the whole process? The whole thing. Let's say you see, you see somebody on Russian-brides-club.com. Mm -hmm. Let's say you see somebody, you, you dig her, she's 22 years old, she looks like Elisa Dushku. You can't wait to knock the bottom out. You, you, you buy the package, you go out there, you, you through your translator and your escort that you provide, you have a great old time, you end up hooking up, and you decide you want to bring her back to the States with you. Let's say, how, how long would that whole process take? Not even how long. How much money would it end up costing overall? Well, if uh, if she really likes you, and that's you see, that's uh, one uh, important condition. She has to, you know, to be interested in you too. And if everything is, you know, working good, and she likes you, and you're, you know, a nice guy, I would say it probably costs you. Four or five thousand dollars. That's nothing. That's nothing compared to all the money you got to pour into uh, a chick here in the states. Send me well, two. You, yeah, if you date her and you pay for all the dinners and her drinks, you probably spend oh. more. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, Art, is there any other information you wanted to get out about your website? I think J Dub said another question. Well, yeah. I would say you know just go ahead, guys, and log on and take a look at the girls. Uh, uh, it really is. It's it's good times just just looking at the women. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, sometimes I'm. I'm, you know, I'm shocked myself. You know, I, I am from Russia myself, but and I'm kind of used to seeing all these gorgeous women in the street. See, I wouldn't but, have thought that Russian. I wouldn't have thought there would have been so many hot, hot chicks. And I can't believe the pictures are so good. I didn't know yeah. you guys had good cameras in Russia. Oh, well, actually, if you go to Moscow <laughs> yourself, you will be turning around all the time. Don't take your wife there. Okay. Wow. Now I'm leaving her. I, that's why I'm looking for Hefe's whore. I need someone else to bang. <laughs> Go ahead, Dubs. Now, why are all these Russian women trying to get over to the States or, like, looking for looking for Western men? It's America. Well, it's America. Everybody's yeah. trying to get here. You guys are part of the golden billion, what it's called. It's, you know, the people who are actually privileged to, see, to live in the really developed uh, economy. They want to listen to all half a side out. See, that's another thing I wanted to ask. Now, these girls on the website look like they're dressed very nice. Some of them are laying on yachts and stuff. <laughs> are they? Are these women like mostly privileged though themselves? No, they're, they're not. They're okay. not. It's just it's just the props of the studio, I guess. Oh, really? Uh, like oh. it's like 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 glamour wow. shots. Hold me. Yeah, it's like okay. glamour shots where right. you go and you well, you, you did a big bang. Yes, they do dress very nicely. They don't really have any yachts or uh, like the really expensive automobiles that they <laughs> they usually use for props. Oh, okay. For some reason, they they have this tendency to take shots. Uh, in a yacht or something like that. Maybe because when they have access to that, they want to take pictures, you know, to kind of keep this memory. <laughs> yeah. You, you see, the thing is, I would I would be more turned on if they were like sitting in the gutter, you know, <laughs> if they're if they're just slumming it, if, eating uh, a chicken bone out of the the, uh, the uh, garbage can, <laughs> emaciated. Um, now, I guess the only other thing I had for you, Art, was. I, there was I don't know if you saw this story earlier in the week where this Long Island guy like chopped up his mail order bride from Honduras and like put her in a little baggie and suitcase and did that. Uh, Have you had anything like that happen yet? Um, uh, where any of your chicks got out of line and the guys wanted to kill them? No, we don't really. I haven't heard of anything like that. Like you know, in in my company or between people that I know. How much but it happens a lot in America without any mail order brides too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and their children, and you know, they do crazy stuff. And hey, let me. Uh, are you considering expanding into the U.S.? 
like having putting up a U.S. version of this, or do you already have one? It actually is the U.S. version. I mean, we market only to the U.S. Guys. No, I'm talking about with American chicks. Oh, with American chicks. Like, because I like the service where, okay, we're gonna set, we're gonna set up, you know, a hotel for you. We're going to, um, well, you know, come see, up. Our, come... our monitors are not wide enough to take their pictures. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> He's saying American girls are fat. Yeah, they yeah. are. Good, good times. Now that's the thing. That's the good times. How do you keep the Russian women from becoming fat and Americanized? I don't know. I guess, I guess that's in their genes. Okay. They can eat hamburgers like you know, like any other girl here, but they just don't get fat. Oh, I, you know what? He's selling me on this. You ain't kidding. I mean, I, I'm real. True guys. I, I do have a. Th How much are you getting, man? How much? Are you? I mean, are you? Are you banging Russian chicks? Are you? Are you? Do you have American girls? What kind of girl do you get? Do you prefer anything, or do you see so much Russian women that you like to uh, sample all the rainbow? Well, I'd say I go back to Russia like five times a year. Uh huh. So it, you know, basically my whole social life is there. But uh, uh, yeah, here in the states, it's good to have business to work and to raise kids. But oh. that's, you know, that's not time for me yet. There you go. Well, Art, Art again, Art Krechev, you've been uh, you've been outstanding again. The website, and I recommend everybody listening to El Jefe's Hideout in Washington D.C. Logging on to Russian-Brides-Club. Dot com. Art, we appreciate your service. Hopefully, maybe we'll check in with you soon. And, uh, you know, um, I, I'd really like a, a profile or two from those uh, those lovely women that you have. Because that's the thing. You log on, and you get, once you become a member of this site, I'm assuming you get email addresses, you get phone numbers, you get regular addresses, so you can start corresponding. Exactly. You can start corresponding today. Uh, again, the Russian word for pimp. Is art. Is art. Art. Thank right. you. You've been out. We love you, man. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me. All right, buddy. Get away. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Now, I'm Dubs. You know this. I am a feminist. Very uh, much so. There's no doubt that I am a feminist. I am very much. It may not come across <laughs> on the show, but in real life, and I, again, I was, you know, the guy defending Annika Sorenstam last week, who, by the way, didn't make the cut this week. <laughs> yeah. All right, a little bit of egg on my face. But, um, you know, I, uh, I really thought that this was sort of a, an oppressive type situation, almost like a, a sex slavery thing. But lo looking at the website, though... We it, could only be that lucky. I know. Yeah, right? It really does seem very legitimate, you know? And that kind of sucks a little bit, because it would have made for a much more interesting interview. Um, if, if we could have yelled at him for, for, you know, exposing chicks and taking advantage... And I guess in a sense he is taking advantage of situations, but he's, he isn't a pimp. He's not yeah. seeking these chicks out. No, they want to do this. They want to come to America. Yeah. And he's giving them a way to do it. Yeah. God now, bless him. Now, God, God bless, bless America. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you two douches. <laughs> 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067-EJ Hideout at Yahoo.com. I just wonder if there's any reaction from that. I, I wonder if this is something that guys would look into. Because you think about the dating scene now, man. And luckily I'm married. Again, luckily I am married. And I went to a club. Actually, when I went to go pick you up, Dubs, uh, to bring you out for the show, I went to a club, and uh, I felt so old, man. I just the club scene isn't for me at all, you know. And I couldn't imagine where I would try to go nowadays to meet chicks. Where do you go to meet women, Spoon? 
High school? <laughs> uh, maybe. Parent-teacher conferences. <laughs> yeah, PTA meetings. Oh, man. Yeah, you're right, though, man. I, I feel out of place at clubs anymore, bro. I mean... And I'm 25. It's not like I'm old like you. Yeah, yeah. You're not an old guy. You shouldn't feel like that. <laughs> this guy's just killing me. <laughs> so funny. Now, and with that, I mean, it looks to me, this is almost reaching the point where... You can now start picking out the types of women. Like, what are the types of women that you would want? Because the more I think about it, and of course, I'm married to a beautiful, lovely, as Dubs likes to call her, Hershey Bar, a beautiful black woman. Um, but if I weren't with my wife, my look that I like to go with is a chick that's like, I don't know, pretty skinny, um, not too, not, and it's it's funny because she's almost, you know, when I think about it, the exact opposite of what my wife is, like a skinny chick with like the Russian hair, like the short black hair, um, just like really, really, you know, like petite, kind of exotic looking, and that's that to me, that's the beauty of the website, and that's why we had so much fun with the website, because we're almost getting to put together. Yeah. Your perfect chick. Well, you look and you're like, I don't know, man. Her eyebrows just aren't right. Or her, or, you know, she's, she, she looks like she has chump potential. It's kind of like weird science. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the movie Weird Science where you, you can put together, your, you know, your perfect lady. And I think, honestly, if, if anything happened to my wife, God forbid, you know, <laughs> or if she decides to leave me after listening to this show, I don't think I could do the club thing. And I don't want to woo somebody. You know what I mean? you got to go out on a date. you got to ask all those initial questions. Well, that's the worst thing about dating, doing the legwork. Yeah. This way, you don't have to do the legwork. You know, it comes to you. Uh, exactly. And it's, I mean, once you get them over here, you figure... God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I'm with this big, you know, this big radio star, you know? And it's, yeah. it's going to be easy. She's going to be happy to be in America. Eyes twinkling. Yeah. God, I love America. Jeez. Looking at you like you're like you're a king wanting to rub your back no matter how hairy it is. Yeah, but you notice, I mean, there, he said there was a whole courtship. <laughs> there was a whole courtship that had to go on, man. So apparently, like, these chicks have to approve of you and the whole nine. I mean, so, you know. But at least, at least you don't have to go up to them, ask them out and everything. You know, it's all the legwork is done for you. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're corresponding via email and I just want a hot mute. <laughs> That's what I want. Just a hot, cannot talk or anything, you know. Can't even make noise like a deaf person. Like, mm! no, just, nothing, no sound. That That is my ideal chick right there. No way. You gotta be hot, though. You gotta. I, I don't want. You, you she can write it down if she has something important to tell me. Jeez, we can pass notes back together. I just don't want to hear you. What if? What about the chicks with like the trach thing where they talk like like this, like this? I mean, that's get a, me some water. Get me some water. I need some water. You listen to Spoon's laugh. That spoon in ten years, man. <laughs> Tracheotomy needed. All right. Well, fair enough. He was a good interview. I thought that was a whole lot of fun. So um, I'm, I think I'm gonna do the last of the show like this. <laughs> Still coming up for you. Uh, we got to check in with Dubs Almighty. Yeah. And um, it, it's, you know, Bruce Almighty came out. We're going to do a little bit of that. Also coming up for you as well, Ted Nugent. This sorry sacka. He's the man.
You really like great music. All right, well we're gonna we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that at some point. Deadly, deadly. <laughs> Uncle Ted. But I do want to say one other thing. When we get back, man, I honestly believe that we may have graduated high school at the wrong time. Uh, I I look at what's gone on just this last week. Indulge me, if you would, for a second. I want to reminisce about the good old days. Because, like I was telling you earlier at the top of the hour when we started the show, I do everything. It's almost like everything I do in life is based on high school. And I don't know. I mean, it's seven years now since I've been in high school. But I look back, man, that was good times. Not to say that this isn't great. And I'm not one of those guys that high school, I peaked in high school. Glory days. Yeah. <laughs> we got any Mellencamp or uh, who's that, Springsteen? But um, there's a lot of sex going on in high school, and maybe that's the reason I want to go back. All right. Because I missed out on that. When did that start happening? <laughs> All right, we're, stop. We're, we're going to take a break. So don't. <laughs> so, so we will come back. Again, your participation is encouraged, and don't forget that at a quarter past the hour, Listen for your cue from Cameron's ass to call in and win the autographed item of the week. Only from El Jefe's hideout on 106.7 WJFK. We already had one winner. We'll do it again at 12.15, so you'll be a winner if you can hang tight for about 20 minutes. Back after these words, ladies and gentlemen, live programming on 106.7 FM WJFK. It's El Jefe's hideout. Motor City Man Man. El Jefe's hideout. It's a live programming, El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 FM, WJFK, 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067, ejhideout at yahoo.com. For those of you just now tuning in, uh, the regulars for El Jefe's Hideout, you're late, sons of bitches. We started at 11 o'clock, supersized show, thanks to Cameron Gray and his outstanding operations direction. Uh, the show is now starting at an hour earlier. That just means an hour worth of extra programming for you. Goddamn, I thought that first hour was uh, was enjoyable at the very least. We learned a lot. It was a hit, man. It was a hit, without a doubt. Also a hit, um, the name of the cat again, who won earlier? Chris. Chris. Chris, so who was driving on 95, picked up the first autographed item of the week tonight. Um, at a quarter past the hour, listen for the cue to call in from Cameron's ass. And whenever you hear it, call in to win uh, the autographed item of the week, only from El Jefe's Hideout on WJFK. Guys, I got to say, we graduated high school at the wrong damn time. Yeah. I don't know if it's me, but it seems like there's a lot more sex going on now than there ever was before. Dude, I can never get laid in high school. I can get even, you know, <laughs> even 
a hand release. I couldn't get anything. Oh, jeez. I couldn't get any. I, I could barely get myself to do it, you know? I could, in high school, I couldn't even talk myself into uh, I couldn't coerce myself into sex. Now, and actually, let's, uh, Johnny Punani is uh, hanging out with us tonight. <laughs> He's still a virgin. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you got a problem with that, man? With that? Not at all, man. Save yourself, son. That's right. Come on. Absolutely. Screen for uh, 2018. <laughs> Director of FCC operations uh, from yeah. seven to eleven at night. Telephonic communicator uh, tonight. Oh, or, oh. Uh, yeah, coordinator. Oh, uh, telephone coordinator. Right, right. <laughs> Keep them busy by dialing one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Man, you know, you got great first hour. I mean, of course. Didn't know anything about the eleven o'clock. <laughs> you, 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 you tell time like management around here. You know, it's like. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I'm sitting back there. I'm looking at this guy's website. And I'm just flog, uh, flogging the dolphin. Right in the screening room. And I, I'm sitting there thinking, my God, if I'm LeBron James, I buy all these pictures. <laughs> Russian, not bash. Russian dash. Russian hyphen bride okay. hyphen club. Okay, I, I can remember with an order or you <laughs> yeah, know. Not, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't blame Jay Dub, man. You, who cares about that? You, you find the website and you forget everything because you're looking. At the, yeah, I mean, like, it really is pretty cool. With the high school thing and kind of tie everything together. Yeah, you, you didn't see these kind of women back then. Uh -oh. At least back then with me. Yeah, no way. Now coming from Texas, uh, there is something about Texas chicks that are there. There are lots. They take pride in themselves. You know, it's that Southern Belle mentality where I'm not going to leave the house unless I'm done up. You know, I God forbid I go out and my hair's disheveled like Johnny Bunani's. Uh, you know, God forbid I don't... Little ride of the top down, Johnny. <laughs> God forbid that I don't have any makeup on when I leave. And God forbid I'm fat. Amen. And that's the way everybody should think. Amen. Not just, Not even just, you know, women. See, I'm from Michigan. All the girls there have the Liberty Bell. <laughs> it's true. They do. You've been there. You know. No. Go to the club. They are all wearing those uh, black party pants, and they're ass. <laughs> Just curdled. The black party pants that they got, like, from the Limited, like, seven months ago, <laughs> and they've washed them, like, 15 times, uh, and they're, like, two sizes smaller now because they shrank while they were uh, drying them in the college dormitory dryers, and they always shrink stuff. And they spilled all these drinks over them, so, like, when they go to the club and the black lights are hitting them, all of them are discolored. And well, that's usually DNA stuff. Okay. <laughs> That's what that usually tends to be. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, in high school, it's like they're dressing different now. You know, so that kind of plays into it. They're a little more skimpier, you know what I mean? Like back in our high school, you know, everybody had uniforms, so they wore dresses all the, and they had to be down below their knees. That was like a big rule in our high school. But uh, nowadays, I mean, everything's so... Now it's down on their knees. <laughs> Where the hell did you go? The Vatican? <laughs> no, I went to a private he school. You did go to a private school, John. But, I mean, uh, even in public schools, everybody dressed different, you know, ten years ago, five years ago. It's just skimpier and skimpier and skimpier. So I think the perception of sex is also there, along with, yeah, they're starting to sexually mature, you know, earlier. No, completely. In yeah. fact, we're driving in to, uh, today to do the show, and... Uh, Dub sees a couple of fourteen years old fourteen year olds and starts kissing and waving. Because just be, sick little man Just because it's not my car, it's gonna be tagged, it's all half face, everybody's gonna think he's the child pervert driving through. <laughs> this, <laughs> this cat will do anything to embarrass me, man. One eight hundred six three six one oh six seven two zero two four three two one oh six seven. The reason I bring this up though, man, I'm this maybe has to be the coolest 
parent in the world, and I don't know if your parents were like this. I know that mine certainly weren't. Uh, a PTA president um, in western New York is accused of giving marijuana and wine to his 14-year-old daughter and her friends. <laughs> PTA president. Um, apparently he gave his daughter and the two other teens a small amount of marijuana and then drove them around on April 11th. After they returned to his home, uh, this dude allegedly gave all four girls a glass of wine. I can see that being spooned in about two years. <laughs> oh, my God. Do what? you get free refills with that? When are you finally going to have a child that's of age? What? <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to plan my divorce. Oh, man. <laughs> well, my son will be uh, available in six years. What do you think about that? Beautiful. We'll go to Vermont. <laughs> But this actually brings me back in the day, man. I remember there was the party that always stuck out at me. There's always that one parent. That one parent that's like the super cool one that like buys the booze. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and their whole rationale for it is like, okay, I know you're going to do it anyway. So at least let's buy you the booze. And let's have you at least have your party here at home. Everybody can stay over if they want to. That was my mom. My mom bought us all the uh, the uh, ice house and everything. We'd uh, take the ice house. Yeah, we take we take a thirty pack. Of, that, that was the good stuff back then, you know. That was Zima. A thirty pack of ice house, and we'd go quarter bounce it on my table in my room <laughs> every weekend. And then we'd get all drunk and run up and down the the country roads, breaking signs and mailboxes, and picking up roadkill, stuffing them in mailboxes, oh all that kind of stuff. Was your fun. was your childhood any different, Spoon? No, I mean, other than my parents being the one to have the party, hell no, that wasn't a situation. See, I imagine Spoon's life being where his parents were the rowdy and the crazy ones, and, and his parents, you wouldn't have it where your parents always, like, had people come over on Friday nights playing cards, and you're, like, sitting there, and they're like, here, Spoon, have a beer. <laughs> no, no, Just don't give it all. to your daughter there. No, no. <laughs> my parents are very cool, and, and they're always the parents that, like, my friends could talk to and everything, but, uh... As far as partying and giving out beer to minors, no, no, they weren't down Wasn't with that. Was it legal to drink when you were 18? <laughs> no. Hey, wait a minute. Damn it. 20 it years ago. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've been to my 20th, all right? <laughs> wow. Now, again, you said something. What? Johnny Punani yeah. said, how All right. John? I, I mean, I guess I've already ruined it, but wait who would you think is older, uh, Dubs, uh, Spoon or Johnny Punani? I would say Spoon. Oh, whatever. I look like a baby, though. I mean, you're no, just saying that. This guy the... know how old you are. Right. Oh, okay. How old would you think Johnny Punani? Johnny Punani, to me, almost reminds me of, like, uh, Drew Carey. Yeah. You <laughs> get, get a little bit of a Drew Carey hey, with a goatee. With, 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 with the amount of gash he gets, man, I wouldn't mind that at all. <laughs> gash. gash. <laughs> and that, that's the other thing that throws us off about Johnny Punani is the fact that he, he uses hip slang. <laughs> Who uses gash? Especially his age. Oh my! I'm gonna hook it up with a gash. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have J Dub's mom give me an ice house. I'm gonna hit that gash. <laughs> what the hell's it called? All right, fair enough, man. No, I, we like it. Yeah. Um, the only difference, I guess, um, my parents would never, ever, ever do something like that. I mean, my dad would occasionally let me have a beer with him. But never like in a party or, you know, fun type atmosphere situation. Because they're two steps away from being deported anyway. Oh, Come on. man. What is that? Party foul. Yeah, is it time <laughs> for me to throw you in the holding cell? 
Uh-oh. Uh, hey, all right, let me get the whole Should we do it? Yeah, that's that's uncalled for. Yeah. Why? I'm voting you go in. Why? I would never say anything like that. Neither would El Jefe. Get your ass in there. Uh, is the holding cell open yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> Be quiet. The thing is, <clears throat> yeah. Why? Why do I get thrown in for the most pedestrian of uh, of offenses, and no one else gets thrown in? There you are. Get <laughs> <Guess> your dicks. <laughs> in the holding cell now for making an inappropriate comment. A Mexican. Uh, not up. not Mexican, just you. <laughs> Don't you know that I'm like the only Mexican on the air in this damn town? I, I represent all Latinos in Washington, D.C. Uh, but the only difference between... It wasn't Ice House that was our drink of choice at my school. Um, it was Mad Dog 2020. Oh, man. Nothing like some Mad Dog. In fact, you probably got some Mad Dog now in that cell, don't you, Dubs? It's ghetto Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> ghetto you got the orange or the grape. Ghetto, no, it's a... Uh, the wild berry or the red one, whatever that one was. Strawberry kiwi. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Stuff like that. Oh, also, God. Boone's Farm. That was another big thing back then. Boone's Farm strawberry. No, definitely. Yeah, Snow Creek berry. Thunderbird, all those kind of wines. Man, hell yeah, anything that was like two bucks. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mickey's Big Mouth. You know, you can get a 40 for like a buck and a quarter. This guy rattling it off. Did you work at a convenience store? I did work at a liquor store for like six months, man. And you know what? Don't ever ride the Metro around here because these guys come in at like 7 in the morning and get like a fifth and naughty head. That's like Hennessy or some gin, too. And they, Who are you talking too. about? I'm talking about the Metro drivers. Oh, okay. <laughs> the guys that drive the Metro buses and not just the buses and the underground trains. These dudes are crazy. I'm telling you, rethink your path to work. Well, no. I mean, what, are they going to derail the Metro? Bro, I don't know. You know what? They probably need it for that job. But, man, they used to get tanked how early you, in the morning. How do you even know this? Because I worked at a liquor store. Like I said, 20 seconds ago, I worked at a liquor store. These guys would come in. As soon as we open, 7 o'clock in the morning, order a fifth of Hennessy or Naughty Head or extra dry gin. What if it's like for lunch or after work or something? Lunch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike, welcome into El Jefe Side at 106.7 WJF. Hi, Mike. Hey, Jefe. What's up? What's going on, tools? What's up, brother? <laughs> hey, uh, I had, my dad, my parents, you know, I could do what I wanted to do, but as long as I got up and went to school, and the chicks back then, man, they ate too much uh, cornbread, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, corn- now, nowadays, it's, you know, it's more... Come on, man. You Stupid ass. I mean, he, well, I mean, I, I say that has to be a tribute to the fact that you know we we're, we're so good at just you know talking that people feel free to drop the f bomb or the s bomb whenever they can. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Johnny Punani, and also I don't know if you want to give out your real name. Uh, uh, what's that? <clears throat> Go ahead. Night delight, Mike. Night. Oh, I guess. Oh, Mixed Master Mike. Just call me Oddball. Oddball. <laughs> Oddball, who uh, does the overnight. Uh, hey, Ball. <laughs> or here. Whatever part, nickname works for you. That's fine. Um, uh, what was it like for you guys tonight? I mean, was it the same thing where everybody was just getting together, having Mad Dog 2020 or whatever it was, whatever you were in school? No, I mean, I, I was back in the early 80s, and that's the overnight uh, delight night here, whatever. Oddball. I mean, he's, he's the same time frame as me. Uh-huh. And uh, as I remember it, 
it was like, you know, that well, that's what I'm, I'm <laughs> first of all, uh, senior year was a haze, man. It just, I don't remember much about it, but it was the Friday, you go to the football game, yep. you get the, oh, the, yeah. the, 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 the Pats Blue Ribbon, cases <laughs> of it. The Pats Blue Ribbon. Yeah, and of course, it was, drinking back then was legal, so, you know, yeah. I was 18, and yeah, you know, Oh, you really were? Oh, my yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here, I, I, I remember, man, I remember one party in particular where, um, all of our buddies. It was. It was right after a football game. All my buddies played football. I didn't play football. I was on the baseball team. Uh, all-star stud. Um, but <laughs> I played football, man. Sport. Whatever. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I wrestled. <laughs> <laughs> Call me gay. I don't care. By the way, those of you tuning in, Dubs is in the hideout holding cell for an inappropriate Latino comment earlier. Um, you'll be if you don't get me out of here, you're going to get another one. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be paroled in a second. But um, here's the situation. I remember this one party in particular where we went and this this guy his name was craig and craig's mom was a whore i mean she's one of these chicks where she is we i mean it was no it wasn't it was understood that if you really wanted to hit with greg or with craig's mom you could oh no that is the worst so she threw this party and it's like a little small house in uh, in Grand Prairie, Texas, which, by the way, is a suburb of Dallas. It didn't. It isn't as hickish as it sounds. And uh, everybody was there. And this is how crazy this chick was. All right. And every single TV. She had a TV in her bedroom. She had a TV like Craig had one in his bedroom. There was a TV out front, uh, like where the pool table was. There was a TV in the backyard. All four TVs had a porno on. Nice. So everybody's sitting around drinking Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> with a stiffy. With, well, <laughs> with pinching a tent. And it was a sausage fest. You know what I mean? Cause oh. All the guys were there to bang Craig's mom. <laughs> None of the chicks wanted to go there because they would feel this pressure. You know what I mean? Can you get me out of the holding cell for this one? I need to you know, be able to talk clear. All right, whatever. You're paroled. <clears throat> all right. All right. Again. It's kind of weird hearing my voice without the effect on it. <laughs> okay. I, uh, me and my friend were over at my house drinking one night, uh -huh. watching some videos. We see a blank video there. Uh -huh. So we pop it in, and I see my mom's boyfriend with a video camera. No! Walking. You're lying. I swear to God <laughs> on everything holy. And he opens up the bedroom door. My mom darts into the, into the living room, turns off the, the, the uh, tape, takes it, and runs back in the bedroom with that. So you, okay, so you never saw I it. I never saw it, but I know what it was. I know where that thing was going. Oh, oh man. Could you imagine your mom? Like, you know, actually, you walked in on your mom. Yeah. So you, you had it even worse where you actually walked. Uh, we found out during our Mother's Day tribute that J-Dubs uh, Jay walked in while his, uh, his mother was in the, uh, the buck. The buck. With a guy with a mullet. <laughs> So, um, knocking the bottom out. Do you treat women like whores from that incident? I, I mean, you got to be pissed off at women, you know what I mean? You know what? This dude, you are so... You, you hit know, something yeah. right on the head, Spoon. Dubs hates women. And he, <laughs> he won't admit this, but Dubs hates women. Oh, crap. Oh, do you feel the need to do anal whenever necessary, <laughs> whenever possible? Uh, he, he, he seriously though, he really does have this hang up about women, and he's always calling them whores and bitches. Yeah, I had a friend, and he was like, "If if I can marry ten chicks, if I had ten wives, nine of them be virgins." What? You know what I mean by that? Because he liked 
anal so much. Oh. I'm thinking my boy Dove's over here is the same way. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Carl, hold on on line four because... Oddball got it. I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I completely forgot, guys. Um, we're coming up. We've passed quarter past the hour. Oh, man. We got into such a good flow and a good rhythm <sighs> that I completely forgot that you're listening for the cue from Cameron's ass to call in and win the autographed item of the week. And for some reason, Cameron's ass isn't queuing up. <laughs> Cameron's ass is always so difficult. <laughs> Leave it alone. So we'll go to Carl. Carl, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout. Well, hello there. You guys got a great show. I Thank appreciate you. that, buddy. I, I had two kind of wild experiences in high school I thought I'd relate to you. Go ahead. They both involved me and my crazy girlfriend. One of the things we used to like to do, she would sit in the back of the car. We'd drive around, pick up hitchhikers. And then on a pre-arranged signal, I'd say, hey, you want to see something really wild? And they'd say, yeah, what? <laughs> her and she'd take her clothes off. Wow. And the other what? thing we did just, just once, we did it in front of her parents without them knowing it while they were in the room. What? what? We were all watching TV. We were sitting back a little further. She just kind of sat on my lap with nothing on her okay. dress. Yeah. <laughs> just wow. Put off and we did. Use a freak, man. Congratulations. Oh, oh. Bravo, my man. I always, I never meet these people in like you know real life. I always hear about them. I always hear stories about them. I always get them calling into the radio station. But I've never actually met a person face to face that does that kind of stuff. That's the balls to do it you know? yeah that man i i actually did that once with a chick where we were it was a slumber party and we were all over at one <laughs> <gonna say> hitchhiker. <laughs> and we were all over at one place and we everybody was like one of those slumber parties everybody's sleeping in the same room yeah yeah I hit yeah it. i've done that yeah. in front of people the only problem then is where do you finish not a complete stranger though i've kind of done it before but it was punching the clown <laughs> <laughs> and that was in my house yeah uh let's do this we're running late Hi, this is WJFK Operations Manager Cameron Gray's ass. Call her 16 right now at 1-800-636-1067 or 202-432-1067. Wins one of the autographed items of the week. Good luck from El Jefe's hideout at 106.7 WJFK. All right, who wants to be like Chris during the 11 o'clock hour? Chris picked up on fabulous prizes. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. It is El Jefe's autographed item of the week. If you want to be a winner, ladies and gentlemen, this is all for you. Again, 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. We're going to do this every week, but because this is the, uh, the first time that we're debuting this, we're giving stuff out. Um, every quarter past the hour. We're running just a little bit late this go-round because we got talked and talking about the high school stuff. But uh, let's go ahead and go to uh, pick a line. You know what? Oddball. Oddball. Here joining us in the studio, Oddball, which line looks the best to you that deserves the autographed item of the week? Line six. Line six. That'd be a chick. Line six. Welcome into El Jefe's hideout. What's your name? Line six. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's going on, brother? Uh, what's your name? Uh, Brandon. Brandon, what are you doing tonight, my friend? Uh, nothing much. Just chilling home, studying for college. Oh, where are you going to school? Uh, yeah, I'm down in Maryland. Okay. 
Well, right. Uh, Terps, baby. Terps. Uh, I don't think he's going to actual Maryland, are you? What did he say? Oh, no. Uh, down in Southern Maryland College. Yeah, he's in Southern Maryland. Yeah. Well, I know what it's Southern like Maryland for college. college. I know what it's like for college students. I know it's tough for college students always getting money. So, my friend, we're going to give you the autograph item of the week. Congratulations yeah. to College 16. And go hack it on uh, eBay or something. Put it up on eBay. Get, get all the beer money or whatever that you need. Uh, what was your name again? Brandon. Brandon, you have won an autographed Moon Pie wrapper from J Dog. Yeah. Yeah. What station gives you all the good stuff? WJFK. Hold on. <laughs> now, now, you can say you've got a Mexican friend. LFA's hideout on Washington's 106.7 WJFK. All right. Again, if you lost out this time, don't worry. Two more times we'll be giving out the autographed item of the week. Brandon and Chris have been winners so far. Lucky men. Lucky men. And uh, someday they're going to look back on this and be like, wow. I picked up a gem right there. <laughs> I got an autographed moon pie from J-Dubs and Spoon. Actually, there's probably some crumbs in it left for you, too. <laughs> we got to eat that for <laughs> I might be able to look it out. <laughs> Maybe during the next break, we'll have the next moon pie. Um, so anyway, we're just, uh, we're, man, we're hanging out. El Jefe's hideout, man. That's what it's about. We're hanging out. We're having fun. Um, again, your next chance uh, listening for Cameron's ass to give you the cue to call in will be at 1.15, 1.15 this evening. Uh, other things concerning high school, um, we were talking about the old school story that happened. Uh, there was a teacher sex story. It's prom weekend, by the way. And how many, I got a question, Eyeball. Yes. Did, did you go to your, uh, to your prom? Yes, it was a hellish experience. What happened? Uh, well, they put up. Good, bro. <laughs> um... <laughs> Met this girl, my friend and I, we were uh, riding around in a car. Uh-huh. Saw these two girls pass in another car, turned around, followed them back to their place. Uh-oh. Uh, ended up talking to them. Yeah, stalker. Real nice. <laughs> uh, ended up talking to them and, uh, you know, kind of became friendly with them over a period of time. Uh-huh. Ended up going to the prom with one of them. Yeah. We get out there. Uh, music starts. She looks at me and goes, you want to dance? Never danced before in my life. Okay. I go, uh. I can look. Oh, okay. All and right. I go out. We were the only couple on the floor for the whole first dance. Everybody's standing, staring at you, okay? Okay. <laughs> so we dance, we dance, we dance. <laughs> Johnny Bernani in the background dancing. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I wasn't quite that skilled, apparently. All right, and so it was, it was something like this. <laughs> right. This wasn't even out yet. These guys weren't even born. We're setting the scene. <laughs> All right, so you're dancing out there. Only for only couple out there for the first couple songs, and, uh-huh. and I'm just fumbling all over, stepping all over her feet. You know, she's just wincing in pain. Uh huh. Welcome and, to my world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, we finally uh, go back, have dinner. You know, everything seems to be cool. She seems to be all right. Still, still digging the old oddball. Uh huh. We go back to her friend's house, who uh, came to the prom a little bit later, and I, I didn't know anybody else at her house. And they're all just having a fine time, talking, drinking wine, and I'm just sitting there. What happened? Nothing. <laughs> Not a thing. So that's, you, you went, you hooked up with this chick. And nothing happened. She had more fun talking with her friends. It was embarrassing. It was pathetic. Oh, wow, man. Did you, what, did you go to prom, Doug? No. I, I was in the school. He saved himself from that experience. Yeah, I... I I've always said this, you know, if I'm going to drop four to 500 bucks on a chick in one night, I'm getting some. Yeah, it's going to be at russian-brides-club.com. I'd rather go dumping in a strip club. 
Seriously, at least I'm getting a little yeah, stank. You're wearing you know? a powder blue uh, tuxedo, you're not getting anything that no. night. That's actually what you did, what, for senior prom or homecoming? You wore a powder blue tuxedo no. and a pimp uh, hat? Plain white pimp hat and a red bow tie. All right, let me. I know that you guys hate me enough as it is because it's El Jefe's hideout, but I'd like everyone here to know that I banged the prom queen. I banged really? the prom queen. Yes, sir. Does that does that does that does that does that make me cooler than anybody's? Other? No. Did she move? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And on that note, one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. A couple of other things, I guess, that were out there. I, I say I, I, I banged the prom queen, and I'm going to go ahead and say this now. Uh, the prom queen was my wife. I, uh, I want to know if this makes me a scumbag. In fact, I'll, I'll, let me ask, I'll ask this question, and we'll come back and find out if I am, in fact, a scumbag. Um, I didn't have sex until I was 17, okay? And I'm going to admit something. In fact, I'm going to admit something next. Something that is very, very um, embarrassing, almost. I'm going to come to next. The reason it's embarrassing is because I have this whole bravado thing. You know, there's this whole, this whole mystique around El Jefe and what El Jefe's about. He's this Latino stud, you know. <laughs> he can give it to you any way you want it, Mommy. But uh, anyway, I'm going to admit something next. And I don't know if this is going to, like, take me down in your eyes. But when we come back, I'm going to admit something. And something that, in my eyes, will make me a scumbag. All right. And one thing, wait until the quarter hour. The best minimum wage can buy. And broadcast school has really paid off. Rel Hefe's Hideout on Washington's 106.7 WWWJFK. Where are the stars in this piece of And now, L Hefe. I am here to punch you in the face, senor. J-Dubs. I'm creating a franchise here. Spoon. Come up here. I'll show you how gay I am. Rel Hefe's Hideout. On 106.7 WJFK. <laughs> Welcome back into El Jefe's Hideout. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. EJ Hideout at Yahoo.com. Spoon at some point, maybe look through the email, see if we've got anything going on email-wise. And um, I want to know. If this makes me a scumbag, we were talking about high school and sex in high school. Still coming up, uh, my death wish for Ted Nugent. And also, we're going to speak to uh, Dubs Almighty. God will sit in for a segment here on El Jefe's Hideout. Plus, He's kind of busy tonight. He's got a lot of other shows to do. Yeah, just go hang out for a second. Maybe kick it for a quarter hour or two. <laughs> See what's going down in the hideout. Uh, but the autographs right, item of the week, though, is coming up. Spill the beans, man. All right. So you stalled it. Here's what happened, man. Let me tell you about you. Let me tell you about how I lost my virginity. Okay. All right. Let me get let me get some music here. We got to get some mood music because you, my friends, are about to learn how Hefe first lost it. <clears throat> so it was high school, um, obviously. Unlike Dubs, I think most of us got laid in high school. I couldn't, man. I couldn't get anything because oh. I, I was I was the class goofball. You know, but chicks love guys that can make them laugh. Yeah, man. but yeah. I was I was so much of a goofball. I was all their friends, you know, the friends that, like, and seriously, it mattered. <laughs> it mattered. In, in my high school of Fowlerville, Michigan, where there's only, like, ten girls anyway, <laughs> it mattered. All right, so uh, here's, here's what happened, all right? So it was, it was homecoming. Homecoming senior year. It was October, all right? Now, a homecoming just happened to fall. Homecoming just happened to fall 
on my girlfriend's birthday. Um, her her birthday was October sixth. Okay, so it's October sixth. It's homecoming. And what we were doing is my girlfriend and I had been with her for about 13 months or so. 13 months I've been hanging out with my girlfriend, okay? And I'd got nothing. The only action that we had done was I, I had performed oral. And, and you, know, you know what her reciprocation was for me doing that act? Punch you in the face? <laughs> <laughs> no, she gave me a hickey. Here's, here's your repayment. I'll give you a hickey after you uh, got done giving me the ultimate of pleasures. All right, and, and the only thing about it, this chick was hot. She had a great like she was like a half Mexican, half white, like a a great like uh, uh, a little bit like a Tiffany Amber Thiessen look with like mm -hmm. a J Lo ass. So it was one of those things you, you want to be the first. You know what I mean? It was something like that, man. Oh man! You could just only imagine. So that's why I was hanging in there. So it was her birthday and it was homecoming. So. Uh, during homecoming, though, how old? Uh, I was. We were both seventeen, I think. She was going to be eighteen. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's high school. It's like, I mean, you know. Right, right, right. Can't get in trouble for this because I didn't hit her. You know, uh, more like hitting the, you know, right, the, right. the slang type term. Yeah. So you know, we're if she gave me back of the hickey. I would hit her. <laughs> Say no, you wouldn't. Bat. Do you want to go back in the holding cell? Come. <laughs> All right, behave. So here's the situation. <laughs> All right, we'll hit her with a wiffle ball bat. <laughs> Stop! You got a sick and twisted world perspective. <laughs> so after homecoming, I take her back to her place. And, you know, she's kissing. You know, I love you, Hefe. You're the greatest, Hefe. I'm like, whatever. You know, I got to go. Because I couldn't, I couldn't handle what? I couldn't handle the Hefitos turning blue again. You know, it just after 13 months of getting nothing, it just wasn't worth it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I can't believe you hung in for 13 months. But Good I'm, Lord. I'm Tiffany Amber Thiessen with a J-Lo ass. I mean. It's, yeah. you, you know, you're in high, yeah. junior in high school. I hear you, bro. But that's a long time. So it's her birthday and I leave, okay? And I, we go hang out with other buddies. And you know how there's always that chick that hangs out with your group of guys and she's the hot chick and everybody loves her and everybody wants to hook up with her, but she's got like the boyfriend in college and she's unattainable, right? Well, it turns out <clears throat> we go to Denny's or something afterward. We're all hanging out. Everybody goes back to my They let place. you in Denny's? <laughs> you would have thought no at that point. So we go back to my place. All right? right. And uh, we're just hanging out, man. Chilling. And then she just jumps my bones. This this friend. All right? This it wasn't my girlfriend. It was the hot, unattainable friend jumps my bones. And, like, starts making out with me in the whole thing. And she was just like, take me. Oh, man. So on homecoming. What girl actually says that? I, I never. It's, oh, take it's, me. It's the best, dude. It's the best. So on homecoming night. My girlfriend's birthday, <laughs> I have my first time with a chick who isn't my girlfriend. Beautiful. High school relationships don't mean anything anyway. And I don't. I know, exactly. No, that doesn't make me a scumbag, though. No, not at all. No, man, 13 months? Oh. Hey, see, that was my... You know the worst part about it, though? Because I wasn't expecting to get laid. God. You know how you always get those those condoms that are like... 
neon green. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I had. And it had to be like 13 months old. Because yeah, I'm thinking when I first hooked up with this chick, the, the Tiffany Amber Thiessen lookalike, when I first hooked up with her, she was all over me. I'm like, man, I'm going to hit this quick. Yeah. Didn't happen. Same condom I was saving for her, I ended up using 13 months later on her birthday with another chick. <laughs> I had a condom in my wallet for so long one time that I got a ring on my on my, uh, on my wallet. Now, here's the kicker to the story, guys. Oh, here's, here's what I'm going to admit that is embarrassing almost. That unattainable chick, that was my wife. Oh. I ended up marrying my wife. See? She was banging all the college guys in high school? <laughs> oh. No! You said that? Well, she had a college boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> You're a son of a bitch, man. Hey. I, I was trying to turn it into a nice, positive story. Hey, bro. All good things come to those who wait. So you waited it out, and you got the prize. Now, there you, go. you do math, though. And when you think about it, I've only been with one woman. You... You've really only been with one woman. Look at him. He's speechless. <laughs> oh, my God. Gay, 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 gay. That's the gayest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Wait a second, man. Gay, you were... gay, 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 you were gay, just... gay, 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 one woman was... on way here. <laughs> you were just congratulating me. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm glad that you got your wife, dude, but... I mean, couldn't you, you know, well, you I... date her for a little while and you get other pieces of ass on the side and you, you try things. <laughs> it's and, high school, man. And you taste the uh, the arraignment of women that's out there. And I think, you know, and because I've only, because I mean, it's going to be our five-year anniversary this year. And so I'm really, yeah, it's, that's it. That's all I've ever had. I, mean, I look, I look. Oh, what are you doing? Hey, watch the language, that? little boy. But yeah, it does, it does make me feel good to know that uh, I'm not hurting here. What is that? How long have you worked in radio? <laughs> That's twice. Four weeks. That's twice. The first week we did this show, he drops the oh, a-hole uh, word. How long do you want to work in radio? <laughs> God damn, man. But it's that outrageous, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really is my mind-boggling and so that's why at this point you know i'm like and last week we talked about how horny i am oddball and i look at strange i look at anything and everything and think god damn man wonder what that smells like <laughs> that uh, smells like <laughs> i know we saw this 80 year old asian woman walking down the street now i've been getting little back up too and i'm like dude that chick looks like lucy lou man I'm... <laughs> she's a pro <laughs> she was 80 years old and he's like she looked a little bit like lucy lou or lucy all right. <laughs> i wrote dubs i wrote dubs all right that's inappropriate <laughs> uh, go, yeah go <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the phones. <laughs> Welcome into El Jefe's Hideout Line 4. What's going on? I had two high school virginity stories for you. Go ahead. One pretty simple one. I don't know if it makes me a scumbag or not. The simple one is I lost my virginity in the middle of the highway. Okay. Like on the Beatles, why don't you do it in the road? The <laughs> one that may make me a scumbag is there was this girl in high school I really, really wanted um but I just didn't really love her, and I, for some reason I had this odd moral thing about taking her virginity if I didn't feel like that way. I, however, had a friend who I knew didn't have such qualms, so I kind of eased back from her for a while. 
knowing that he would start going out with her and deflower her for me. <laughs> once, once that was done, then I felt it was safe to go back and start. Uh, that's a friend. <laughs> you ain't kidding. That's the, that's the wingman taking one for the team. 1-800-636-1067-2024321067. And that's the thing. That's why I wanted to come out and I wanted to admit this, man. Because I wanted to... I wanted to let guys out there know that it's okay to not be a whore like Spoon. You know what I mean? You don't you don't have to bang everything in sight. You don't have to knock up three chicks and pay thousands of dollars in child support every month. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you, man, but one? One? What about three? That's, you know, you're, well, still, you're still not a whore, but, you know. It's you, still not a number. You, you paid it. Yeah. What am I going to do now, though? There's not, I mean. There's nothing you can do. Unless she gave me permission. Yeah, is that gonna happen? I don't know. I don't know. She's cool. <laughs> she is really well, cool. That'd be real cool. I mean, Three-way action there. She loves it. <laughs> not with you, Oddball. <laughs> <laughs> David, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout, one hundred six point seven FM, WJFK. What's up, brother? Not much, guys. How y'all doing? All right, man. Good. Hey, check this out. Uh, when I was in tenth grade, I was dating a senior. She takes me to the senior prom. Uh huh. And of course, I got a curfew at that point, so my mom tells me to be home by midnight. I'm home by midnight. I go down to the basement. I sneak her in the back door. Right on. And this this is when you know I'm thinking I'm going to lose my virginity, right? Mm hmm. Get her into the basement. Get her get her down to the bed. We start making out. We start going at it. And you know, uh, I pull out a condom. Get ready to go go at it. I'm going to have to clean this up a little bit for you guys. But yeah, we we do. We start the physical act, but then, you know, like two minutes into it, she's like, I have to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, all, right, so, all right, so watch yourself. Keep it clean. Uh, I will. So she she takes off to go to the restroom. Uh-huh. She comes suck. back, and she says, let's try something different. So she, uh... Scrap going on? We do. <laughs> really? We, she wants to do dog. Take the pair uh, from behind? Right. Yes. There we go. That's okay. Well, uh, I start... And uh, I look and notice that she forgot to clean. Oh. You! 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 <laughs> uh, she, she wiped forward? Oh, that's uh. terrible. Thank you, David, for the phone call. 1-800-636-1067. That's nasty. 202-432-1067. It's like, what do you do at that point? You don't want to stop because it's your first time, but... There's nothing more. Dis- there's nothing more disturbing than looking down and seeing like dingleberries. Oh. There's nothing more disturbing. Oh, man. Go ahead, Doug. My uh, my first my time. My mom. <laughs> no, my first my time. Mom, my mom bought us some ice house, <laughs> and then she had dingleberries. Right. <laughs> no, my first time, like not having sex, mm. but. You know, getting yeah, getting you know. the stinky pinky. Okay. It was the stinkiest pinky. Oh, I, 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 yeah. Spoon come here to smell my armpit. I haven't worn deodorant in like four I, days. I, I That's that. what it smelled like. I'm not kidding. <laughs> you know, you know. One time, not to say I didn't do other things before actually having sex. Um, there was this one time that I I was I was real big on the oral thing and uh, performing at that time. Right. And there was one time where I performed the act. And I walked around all the rest of that night just stanking. <laughs> and it's like you could just, you could feel it you oh, know, yeah. on your face. Did you have a mustache and it just festered there for the whole day? No, I didn't even, <laughs> I was clean cut, man. I yeah. really was clean cut. It was, it was very disturbing. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. David, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout. Uh, Danny, Danny, my bad. Danny, go ahead. Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up, brother? 
Yeah, when I was in high school, we went down to Beach Week, and uh, one of my best friends, he wasn't help cleaning up. We were having one of those inspections. So we were all pissed at him. Well, he brings this girl back, and he was a virgin at the time, and I'm sharing the bedroom with him. <laughs> so he goes in there, and, you know, they start doing their thing. Well, I decided, you know, since we were all pissed, I'd mess with them. Uh, oh, come on. Come on. Dude, you, had, you had a soul, too. We, we, were, uh, we were in that store. And that's the thing. If you, if you, if you cuss... I'm not going to hang through and listen to the rest of the story. Because if you use a swear word, we can't use the story. So, I don't even want to... It's, it's useless. Stop swearing. <laughs> you sons of bitches, stop swearing. Yeah. I know it's real weird. It's real weird what you can and can't say. But don't do... We can we can deal with dumping the, uh, the stuff that you don't know about. Yeah. But if you're dropping the S and the F-bomb... You know you can't say that on the radio. Um, getting back to teen sex, national campaign to prevent teen pregnancy. <laughs> Spoon. Good luck. Spoon be reading this? Uh, yeah, exactly. Reports one in five teens report having sex before their 15th birthday. I remember being at an eighth, I remember being at an eighth grade party, and there was this kid who was like the coolest kid, man. Everybody, everybody looked up to Joey. Joey was just like the cool dude. He was great at basketball, football. He was a stud. And he was banging the hottest chick in the eighth grade. And I remember the thing at the eighth grade party was that he was in the restroom with the chick hitting it in the eighth grade, man. So anyway, Holy. but the survey says just about a third of parents uh, of sexually active 14-year-olds know their child has had sex. And the majority of parents say they've spoken to their kids about sex. Now, it depends on how you speak about sex. My mom all the time would always call me, you still a virgin? Are you still a virgin? <laughs> all the time, she was, she would just continually ask, are you still a virgin? At the oh, point man. where she knew I was banging, who, who was soon to be my wife. Right. Was like, are you still a virgin? Just, just tell me you're still a virgin. But my dad, you want to know what my dad's conversation with sex was? Sure. Here's my dad's conversation. I remember it clearly. We're coming back from a baseball game. We're driving down this hill on I-20. I remember this vividly. We're driving down a hill on I-20, le leaving Dallas, going into Grand Prairie. Was it that uncomfortable where you just remember every word? Every single word. Here's, here's my dad's sex talk. All right? So we're driving along. I don't know what's, you know, something like uh, Joe to see your boys to men's on the radio. We, we won the game. You know, my dad, he's feeling good. He decides, I'm going to go ahead and bring this up. I'm going to bring, you know, bring this up to Little Hefe. Here's his sex talk. <laughs> <clears throat> so you got hair down there yet? <laughs> it couldn't have been more uncomfortable. Down there. How do you answer that? <laughs> and I'm like, I got hair on my arms, you know, jump to the conclusion. Can we stop at Wendy's on the way home? <laughs> you got hair down there yet. So whenever you're a parent... Just realize that asking, do you got hair down there yet? That doesn't, that isn't enough for a sexual talk. My dad looked me square in the eyes and said, son, you're adopted. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sex is like a pizza. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. No matter what, you got to pay for it. <laughs> what the hell? He did not say that. Yeah, I did. 
Is that how a saying goes? I don't even know. I, don't know. I, was like, I never know what to believe from you, Doug. No. <laughs> you know I'm messed up. You, you know, I'm telling you why I messed up. I think my, my parents' whole thing to keep me abstinent was mess me up so much emotionally that no chick will ever want to sleep with me. And, <laughs> and, he, and he, I mean, you got a good girl now. Yeah. I mean, she's awesome. And, in fact, you're going to pick her up. You guys are moving out, you yep. know, coming out to the big city. And God bless you, man. I'm happy for you. But, um... Is, did you did you like me hop on uh, and and are you gonna stay on the first gravy train that allows you to get it? Because I mean I know you've gotten some other sex before her, but this, uh, but she was my first repeat offender though. <laughs> <laughs> so are you just because I I mean and maybe it's a self esteem thing with me spoon and again I don't know if you have this problem, but I. I know you don't have this problem because I know you got three three babies from three different baby mamas, but like I figured, it's never gonna get any better for me. I mean, this chick is a model. She's smart. She's got a whole thing going on. You know, she's brought us here to D.C. She's very important in this town. That's why I go by El Jefe and not my real name. <laughs> but I figured no other chick will ever spread for me. I, I'm gonna have to marry this one. Wow. You know, is is that something that's going on with you right now, Dubs? Well. I don't know. I mean, when I when I was first going out with her, you know, I I thought, you know, she's cool. I could, but I can get the same quality. Mm -hmm. But now I really love her, you know, and I I think that's the reason. I, I'm not gonna jump on and marry her till I'm like spoon's age, though. Yeah, twenty years. You yeah, give it twenty years. Yeah, twenty thirty years. <laughs> Terry and Frederick, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout on one hundred six point seven WJFK FM. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. What's going on with you, brother? The story didn't happen to me, but it happened to my buddy. He was uh, down dining at the Y, and uh, <laughs> right? was, she was 10 7, and uh, he walked around with a red mustache all day. Oh, no. <laughs> and his red wings. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks. You know what? Uh, let's give him some 8 mile gear. Yeah. Terry, you want some 8 mile gear, brother? Yeah, absolutely. All right, man, hold on. Again, we got 8-mile gear for you. we got all kinds of prizes. 1-800-636-1067, uh, 202 we, uh, we're getting, I think Johnny Panani's getting his information back there for you, Spoon. So uh, that's the way it goes, man. You contribute something positively to the show. We're going to hook you up with prizes. we got 8-mile gear. Uh, we've got a watch to give away. And so far, contributing positively, positively means don't swear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't, <laughs> really? don't make us hit the button on you. So, all right, guys. Um, we, I wanted to chat with God, but I've always wanted to. I'm going to have to bump God back a little bit. Uh, we're going to have to bump God to maybe a, a, another segment. <laughs> who, who bumps God? <laughs> what an egotistical prick. He's like that comedian on Leno <laughs> who uh, is scheduled for the very end, but the interview with Howard Stern goes so well that the comedian gets bumped, right. and they'll have to invite him back to a, for a later date. We, Our next segment, we had God scheduled to join us here on Hell Hefe Side Out, but we're going to have to go ahead and move, move God to another segment because I want to talk about Ted Nugent. I'm feeling the flow, and we got to get into what this, this son of a bitch has done. This guy who I'm hoping is a, a SARS vacuum at some point. Um, this prick has completely, completely ruined your life. Not only ruined, I mean, he almost got me fired. I mean, he really did. He almost got me fired. So what we're going to do is we are going to take a break. And it's so weird having a vendetta with Ted Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> he did something very controversial this week. If you'll hand me the instant replay, uh, please, Spoon. 
Um, he did something very controversial this week, and it was it was along the same lines of what he did this week that almost got me fired last time. It was it was this type of thing that almost you know almost screwed me up and almost cost me um, one of my first real great radio jobs. So uh, what we're going to do is it's time for mandatory Manson. I'm, I'm ready to bring you some Marilyn Manson right now. Um, right here, live in El Jefe's hideout, ladies and gentlemen, I want to give you the love song. Marilyn Manson, El Jefe's hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Be back with Ted. the love song from Hollywood on El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Marilyn Manson, the man that Ted Nugent only wishes he could be. Um, this scumbag has been such a thorn in my side for a very, very long time. And, and I'm not saying Manson. 
I'm talking about, uh, Mr. Nugent. Before I get on my Nugent rant, though, I do want to remind you that coming up a quarter past the hour, one fifteen, ladies and gentlemen, listen for the cue from Cameron's ass. I don't know if you know this, but Cameron is our operations director, our operations manager. And listen for the cue from Cameron's ass to pick up on the autographed item of the week. Um, we've already given away two so far to Brandon and to Chris, and both of these young men are very excited about these prizes that they've given, they've gotten. Well, at least one of them are. <laughs> and uh, uh, screw the other one for not. He's going to get a, a very lovely surprise in the mail. But um, getting back to this this Ted Nugent guy, this prick. In fact, I think I even have some Nuge around here. Some of the Nuge to set the tone. Great man. Why do you, are, what do you think is so great, before I get on my, my soapbox, what do you think is so great well, about Well, because I think he's, he's just logical, man. The guy just, you know. Logical? Yes. Yes. He, you know, he's not so, he's not one of these rock stars that, you know, has to live in Beverly Hills. And no, he lives in Jackson, Michigan. If you've ever been there, you and, hate him, too. No, if, no, you, no. if you've ever been to Jackson, Michigan. I understand he's got a beautiful ranch or whatever it is. He goes out hunting, you know. He, this is a great song. He hunts animals they puts in a cage out in his backyard. Yeah. That's what he does. And then he makes jerky out of them. <laughs> great man. Hey, he's using it. He's using the food. Okay, but all right. Well, and he's not wasting money. If, I mean, if you respect him for living in Jackson, Michigan, and hunting his own food, yeah, then fine. I tell you, he, maybe he can play some guitar. In fact, he can play some guitar. Oh, hell yeah! Did, did you know he didn't even sing? Yeah, I know he doesn't sing this song. One of the worst nights of my life was New Year's Eve. Uh, actually, New Year's 2001. New Year's Eve. Baby. <laughs> New Year's Eve, I was on rock and roll road trip number 117 for a radio station that I was at. And I had to waste my New Year's Eve with Ted Nugent and Sammy Hagar at the Palace of Auburn Hills. Waste? In Auburn, Michigan. You tried to suck me into that. I'm like, hell no, I'm not going to that. <laughs> I was begging anybody to go. Because I was, I was on this 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 goddamn bus. <laughs> Because that's because Lansing, where I was where I was at the time, was is about sixty miles away from the, the palace. So what we would do is we'd get these big buses together, like a Greyhound or something, get some beer on there, you know, drink and go to all these concerts that were in Detroit because no concerts ever came to Lansing, Michigan. So we get on this bus and we go out. I'm on this bus with a bunch of mullets. Oh man. The Lansing drunks that listen to that station you know, were the worst. And if Spoon didn't grow up in D.C., Spoon would be one of these mullets. <laughs> I have no doubt. I, I, Spoon has the mullet mentality. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't even get that. So, Sp- there, exactly. If so, you were if you're from Lansing, you would get that. So, I guess we aren't talking to Lansing people, though. So No, we're talking to the to, to people in the Dang. nation's capital. But here's the thing. Okay, here's what happened. I had to waste this night, all right, 2001. But that isn't even the worst thing that happened to me. So when I very first started this this job that I had, uh, coming out of Detroit, I went to Lansing, Michigan, because I had the opportunity to be part of a morning show. Um, I got to do a local show within, like, a nationally syndicated show. So I got to do all my own stuff. Well, back then, Ted Nugent made this comment. He made this comment while he was in Texas, of all places, about how the monkeys who can't speak English, we need to round them all up and send them back where they came from. 
Okay. Did he really say that? Yes. That, wow. That's like almost an exact quote of what he said. And that's, really? and that's what he said in Houston, Texas, of all places. And I know he's outspoken, and that's what this son of a bitch does. Okay? So anyway, what I did once I read this news story is I went on the air and I said, you rat bastard, because he lived in the listening area. Right. And in fact, he was running advertising for that godforsaken uh, little thing that he has, that ranch where you can come and you can hunt with Ted Nugent, whatever the hell that means. Hunt for underage chicks and ask <laughs> for their parents' permission if they can go out on tour with you and you can marry them once they turn of age. <laughs> is that what it is, Uncle Tedley? And that's the, thing, Tedley. that's the other thing, too, is that whenever you're at the station... You know, when you're talking up the Ted Nugent records, Lansing's Rock Station, Q106, it's Uncle Ted in the middle of 40 minutes nonstop rock. The yeah. Motor City Madman. You had to call him Uncle Ted. Yeah, what's that about? Well, because he lived in the listening area and he did a lot of stuff with the radio station. So anyway, I got on yeah. the air. He did. <laughs> okay. And so it, it was I, ridiculous. I got on the air and I said, you rat bastard Ted Nugent, I know you're listening. Because you live in the area and I know you listen to the show. You ever make a comment about Latinos again, I got something to put in your mouth to shut your ass up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It may not be a lot. Yeah, that's pretty ignorant to say, man. You know what? So anyway, so, I mean, I'm sticking up for minorities and people because that's what I like to do. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm the most important Latino broadcaster ever. Thank you. So me. I do have, I feel, a duty. So what happens? Need to go to the bathroom? No. <laughs> so what ends up happening, though, is I get pulled into the program director's office. And the program director is like, God damn it, Jefe. And my name wasn't Jefe at the time. I hadn't discovered El Jefe yet. Um, he was like, God damn it, Jefe. Don't you know that Ted lives in this area? Ted does all this stuff for our radio station, Q106. Don't you know that he's an advertiser right now? I'd fire you now, but I don't have anybody to replace you. You gotta apologize. I'm like, but this prick goes on talking about how people speaking Spanish, the monkeys should be round up and being sent back to wherever they're from. I can't let that that ass get away with that. <laughs> so I was like, all right, fine, I'll apologize. All right. So I have the clip of my apology that very next day from Q106 Lincoln's Rock Station. And uh, I don't, Oddball, I don't know if you'll be able to hear this if you don't have any headphones on. That's correct. But uh, you got, first of all, you can see that I've come a long way since this. But uh, let, me, let me pause this. <clears throat> and I was doing something for the Bob and Tom show locally in Lansing, Michigan. So I had to go on the air and I had to apologize, okay? And this is actually the very first time that J-Dubs and I were together. This is almost history. This is the very first time. All right, you ready? That was kind of gay, man. Yeah. What? The first time we were together. <laughs> together. All right, shut up. Okay. Jeez, you guys are so hom homophobe. All right. Here we go. You ready? 639 at the Rock Station, Q106, the following weather update. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Now, already it's pretty gay. <laughs> you could tell that I had just come from like one of those hot, hot AC. Yeah, yeah. hot 99.5 type stations. So I sound like really, really, and like I got that whole upbeat very fast, you yeah, know, yeah. delivery and stuff that they try to teach you in broadcasting school. Right. You know, get it all in very, very quick. So here we go again. 639 at the Rock Station, Q106. The following weather update brought to you by Ameritech. Pay per use. 
Papers, yes. Sunny and breezy with a high near 70. Breezy. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 52. And... Oh, God. Oh, man. What's up with the jingle in the background? Well, that was for, the, that, was for that morning. Yeah. <laughs> right. Breezy, though. I don't know. <laughs> breezy. <laughs> what is, define breezy for me. You were in Texas? No, this was in Michigan. Oh, I was gonna... You got to use very descriptive words. Breezy is descriptive. That's what they teach you in in uh, broadcasting school. Use use descriptive words. I'm already. I, this is better than anything you guys have done. All right, here we go. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. Hi there, 73 right now. 38 degrees. I'd like to get serious for a moment. I have an intern discussion with me. I don't know if you heard about this uh, yesterday. I Right, and so we bleeped out J Dubs' real name. Oh, okay. That's what that was. Yeah. Because he was an intern at that point. <laughs> you poor guy. How long were you interning at that station? Over a year. Yeah. A year and a half, probably. A year and a half of free work. Yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah, I um I pissed off a lot of people yesterday, including management, uh, with the comments I made about Ted Nugent, and uh, I was upset about some statements that he made uh, in Texas earlier this week on how non-English speakers should be rounded up and sent home, and uh, I, I realized that I should not have stated my feelings, and I, I would actually like to apologize. Um, I've written a letter to Mr. Nugent, and uh, I'm ready to mail it. But uh, first, I'd like to share it with you, Ms. Hush, and also the listeners. And uh, I don't know, maybe you guys can uh, give me some feedback or something on how I can change it or whatever. Okay, so that <laughs> that's the setup. All right, I'm ready to, to mail this letter to Ted Nugent because he's been a complete prick. All right? So did he actually say monkeys? Yes. The word monkey. Yes. Oh, my God. I know. Monkeys should be sent. All the monkeys that, should be sent, uh, that don't speak English should be sent back to where they came from. Now, I know we have some listeners in Virginia that feel the same way. This isn't going to be an English-only debate, all right? So don't even worry about calling with that, all right? This is more about... Peyton Ted Nugent. And, right. and seeing how much I sucked. <laughs> all right, here we go. So now it's time for my apology. By the way, you're listening to El Jefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Stay tuned for the autographed item of the week. Here we go, my apology to Ted Nugent for saying uh, that he was a prick because monkey... Non-English speaker should be sent home. Okay, so uh, my letter to uh, Ted is um, written as follows. Credo, Senor Nugent, yo estoy al sur burnahat de la pub en Tom programa en Kinko 106. Anda ayer, yo me fueron loco y estúpido. Yo pregunto tu perdón, por favor. No te importarme. Pero si quieres, yo quiero va para Cancún, Puerto Vallarta o Casamel. Aquí está un Taco Bell burrito y una de Corona para tú. Gracias, Michigan Cristo. Con mi corazón. Cinco uno zero seis. P.S. Donde esta Fred Bear? <laughs> what do you think? Don't change one Spanish word in that. I think maybe Ted Nugent will find it in his heart to forgive me. Maybe you can forgive me, too. If not, let's do this. And then there's one of those quarter past the hour things that I started. And by the way, coming up in nine minutes, we'll do that. Let's do this. So I did my apology in Spanish to Ted Nugent. The best thing is, you're the, you're the biggest Latino broadcaster of all time, or the, the best. <laughs> he had to write this Spanish word. No, no. <laughs> his mom wrote it for 
for him. Because <laughs> he doesn't know a word of Spanish. It's <laughs> oh, completely true. I don't know a lick of Spanish. You can even really? tell, you can tell that I mispronounced words, I man. Stupid old. Cinco? I said, was Kinko supposed to be Cinco? Cinco. Cinco. Michigan. <laughs> the most important Latino broadcaster ever doesn't have a clue as to speak Spanish. Can you even roll like your tongue? Uh, Roberto. So I, I, I've gotten a little bit better. But so Ted Nugent this week, while uh, on the air, um, actually, well, it wasn't this week. It was earlier this month on the air with the Denver Morning Show. Um, said the following thing. Uh, the, the remarks on the show began when Nugent was talking about how guitars used to be made by the Japs. <laughs> the show, the he's show, so logical. Yeah, yeah, he's so logical. Spoon. Okay, well, now I'm putting my foot in my mouth after hearing all that. The show's co-host and producer is Korean-American. So the chick that's on the show in Denver, right. the co-host, the news chick that every radio station has, every morning show, basically our spoon... The chick is Korean. <laughs> and so he said this about all the guitars being, you know, uh, made by the Japs. Uh, the host said on the air to Ted, my partner might find this offensive. So instead of apologizing, Ted says, maybe she'd prefer the term gook. <laughs> go, get, go get me some sweet and sour. Oh, oh. all right. I, I like him better oh. now. That was funny. <laughs> that was. You're a son of a bitch, man. <laughs> so, I mean, this guy never learns. And uh, you got to admit, this song rocks. So. I don't like this song. This song is about the oppression of women. It sounds like it's about beating women and keeping women oh. down. Stranglehold. I'm keeping the bitch down. That's what his partner just sang, man. Oh. The best thing about this, though, is that for the longest time, Ted Nugent was untouchable, especially in Michigan. Well, up in Muskegon, uh, northern Michigan, they've canceled Ted Nugent from the bill. Even, even though this happened down in Denver, they're like, finally. You know, it's finally the point. You can't call people monkeys. You can't call them Japs and gooks. This is not acceptable anymore, man. Maybe it is in Jackson, Michigan, where you live, you scumbag. Do it in your own home. Don't do it on airwaves, you know. Yeah, man. No, no, one, no one cares to hear what you have to say. And don't even do it, man. We've, we're beyond that. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to do it, don't subject anybody else to it. It's not funny. Well, no, even, though you, <laughs> even though you guys laughed, that's terrible. Brandon. Welcome into El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 FM WJFK. How's it going, buddy? Screw that guy, man. He is, like, pathetic. What? Well, you got it. No, he said Spanish. I know, but I mean, if it happened to be a curse word... I don't think it was a curse. I know the curse words. Those okay, are the only well, things that I do know. Well, you said you had no idea. So we just deleted eight <laughs> seconds, so we have no idea what that kid said. one 800 Again, you're about five minutes away from uh, winning, uh, again, with the autographed item of the week. Listen for the cue from Cameron's ass to call in. We're giving away autographed items. Uh, at quarter past the hour to celebrate the greatness that is El Jefe's hideout. So you guys were picking on me about how crappy I sounded. Oh, no. But I want to let you guys know yeah. that I am a true broadcast professional. I'll let you know that WJFK isn't the only radio station that I've been on the air. 
In fact, Oddball, I'd like Oddball, Johnny Panani, get in here. Um, I'd like for you guys to air check us. We've got some clips of our radio shows in the past. All right. <laughs> now, before before I came to WJFK, I want to say a very special thanks to Sean Sellers. Sean Sellers, who works at More Music 104 here in town. When I first got to town, I was emailing people, and uh, very few people emailed me back and even got back to me. Very few people in this market realized what kind of talent lies right here behind this mic. <laughs> but Sean Sellers was one of those guys, and he got back to me. He let me uh, do an on-air audition over at 104, even though I already had my job here at uh, JFK. So I went over to 104, and I did a shift. Now, you're going to laugh at this air check that I'm about to play for you from my, my air shift at More Music 104. <laughs> but this is going to show how talented I am. Diverse. This is going to show how I can do everything. <laughs> I can relate to men with this show... <laughs> And also, 30-year-old chicks listening to 104. All right, you sons of bitches. Here we go. Listen to the greatness that is El Jefe, all right? This is El Jefe on, on 104. Do I say my names on these? Do I say no, my... I, I don't think so. No, no, you don't. You don't. Screw it if I do. You don't. Here we go. El Jefe on 104. Incubus and Drive, Washington's 104. Speaking of driving this weekend, you're going to want to do it with the windows rolled down. It's going to be outstanding today with highs near 66 and low in the 40s. Right now it is foggy and 48 degrees in the district. Once again, proving that diversity is a great thing. It's the Dave Matthews Band. Gray Street. It's more music on 104. Come on! That's pretty good. Oddball, how is that, man? That's not That's major market material, isn't it? Yeah, a little... It's not as upbeat as, uh, you know, like your hot AC, right, that's you know, that you were trying to do. But, uh, yeah. I mean, well, it was the it, overnight shift. I didn't right. want to yell and scream. Right, exactly. I mean, they fit in with the format. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't think that was that bad. Now, the only thing that I would say I did wrong there was tying in the Incubus Drive. Rolling down <laughs> yeah, that was right, hard. What a drive. Oh, man, that, that was too funny. That was kind of queer. <laughs> I'll admit that. All right, but here's my next one. And this one, to me, is a classic. Again, this is El Jefe on More Music 104. When I had my audition. She looks like Jackie from that 70s show. Sings like an angel. Nora Jones, come away with me on Washington's 104. What are you laughing at? Looks like Jackie from that 70s show. Sings like an angel. Sings like an angel. El Jefe. On 104. Again, we're showing my diversity. Oh. Johnny Punani, God bless you, man. You're you're a producer. You're a great producer. He's reminding me that we're coming up on quarter past the hour for El Jefe's autographed item of the week. But let's finish this real quick. You guys suck. I want to hear that again. That was, that was good. Things like an angel. She looks like Jackie from that 70s show. She sings like an angel. Nora Jones, come away with me. Washington's 104. She is the 104 artist of the month, which is pretty cool because you can learn a little bit more about Nora by going to moremusic104.com. We grew up in Dallas, Texas around the same time. Now, is she an avid fan of the Dallas Mavericks so like me? I doubt it. But the fact that she grew up in Big Bang makes her just all that much It's Sarah McLaughlin on 104. Now, of course, we don't care here at this station. <laughs> now I know, but I, mean... but, but I mean, the chick that's listening to 104 cares about that. That's interesting to her. Wendy's. We're 
You guys are sons of bitches. Number seven. You're just, you're just jealous because I can do a show like this and I can go entertain the, the ladies over at 104. Now, how did I how did I get the did I get the job at 104? Obviously not, but I'll tell you why. First, this. Hi, this is WJFK Operations Manager Cameron Gray's ass. Call her 16 right now at 1-800-636-1067 or 202-432-1067. Wins one of the autograph items of the week. Good luck from El Pepe's hideout at 106.7 WJFK. All right, again, autographed item of the week up for grabs. Caller 16 right now, 1-800-636-1067. 202-432-1067. It is your opportunity. Again, uh, this is a, uh, a thing that I have done before in the past, and we're doing it again with you guys. We are giving away prizes. 1-800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. The autographed item of the week. It is now time to pick a winner, and then I'll tell you why I didn't get the job at More Music 104. Let me, in fact, I'm going to do this the way they would have done it at moremusic104.com. Or whatever the name of the, sh the station is. Line four, what's your name? <laughs> huh? David. David. Yeah. What's your favorite radio station? Uh, I think it's uh, WJFK. <laughs> it was at one point. <laughs> did I say, how queer? Where are you I, calling from? How queer did that sound uh, doing that More Music 104? He sounded, um... Six, six, about six degrees past uh, completely homosexual. <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> hey, David, man, congratulations. You win the autographed item of the week, man. Uh, today, you actually, so far, have picked up on the greatest prize yet. Oh, I'm about to scream. Why don't you go ahead and tell me? Uh, you have won an autographed moon pie wrapper from El Jefe. Congratulations. Wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go day off. Hold on. <laughs> Which station gives you the best stuff? Um, mm, is it WAVA? <laughs> you prick, it's AFK. Hold on. You can come over to my house and f*** my sister. Because we care. LFA's hideout on Washington's 106.7 WJFK. All right. So obviously, I guess I'm not a very good DJ. <laughs> but you know the reason why I didn't end up getting the job at 104? It wasn't because I suck. Were you, were you too queer for 104? No. This is a great adventure, man. You had to be thinking about that. Well, the reason I didn't get it, thank you, was because um, they said I didn't sound old enough. Oh, yeah. I think I did hear that. You know what I mean? I didn't sound old enough. I, I guess I sounded too young, and I wouldn't really be able to relate. Baby Hefe with you. <laughs> relate to a 31-year-old female or whatever it is you're supposed to be able to relate to. Yeah. And that's why I ended up not getting the job. Now, let's run through these real quick. J-Dubs. J-Dubs has done some stuff before on the air. Uh, here's one of J-Dubs' breaks. Clancy's New Rock, 92, on the edge. What's up, J-Dubs, hanging out with you? This is for Laura in Lapeer. Dashboard confessional, screaming infidelities. All right, well, whatever. There's a quick break, that was man. Sloppy. Sloppy? Um, yeah. Wait till I get to yours, man. <laughs> J-Dubs, okay. you can tell, though, that J-Dubs has always been a pretty talented guy. And I'll get, I'll, this, this to me is pretty damn entertaining. Here's a good one from J-Dubs. Again, the station that we worked at before, too, was uh, The Edge. New and, Rock. And it's a new rock station, a lot like HFS. By the way, HFS, we're not going to take the job. 
Yeah. It's a stop, stop calling. Stop calling us, Bob. Mr. Benjamin, don't call us anymore. We don't want that job, all right? Stop it already. You already stole one show from JFK. You're not going to steal emails. it. We're happy, all right? Jesus. Because the show would sound a little bit like this with J-Dubs. I just lost, like, my virginity. Okay. And I'm really, really hurt, and it is supposed to hurt, like, this part. You, are you walking bow-legged right yes. now? Yes. Oh, my God. Maybe his thing was too big. Unless he was, like, 12 like, inches or something. Like you, right? Yeah, unless he had, like, the circumference of a tuna can, sort of like me. <laughs> is this guy your boyfriend? Or is he your dad? Oh, oh, my oh. God, you're sick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, yeah. I lost my virginity listening to you on the radio. Did you? Yes. <laughs> so you can see that J-Dubs has always had some sort of talent. Now, before Spoon joined El Jefe's Hideout, he was telling me about this radio show that he had done. This the show that he had pitched here at JFK. Yeah. I haven't heard this yet. And I'm actually pretty really? excited to hear what Spoon's got lined up. This, these are air checks from a show that Spoon wanted to bring to you right here on J. Three and a half years ago. Oh, was it really three yeah, and a half years? Yeah, it's been that long. Wow. Yeah. What? When I first started. Describe the show to us real quick. Well, it was going to be a music show. Basically, now you have your urban station, you have your white station, you have your alternative station, your rock station, alternative station. You don't have a mix of all three. Like, you have mixed... Uh, music out there, uh -huh. but it's all pop. Mm -hmm. it, there's no like, let's play rap, let's play rock, let's play, you know, let's throw a country in there, let's throw an old song in there, let's throw Just so you wanna, class, everything. But you, everything. Want, you wanted to play music. Absolutely, everything. Now, why would you want to play music on a talk station, though? Well, I, I was just trying to, actually, I was trying to establish a whole format for a new station. Wow. Get out there. Yeah. I wanted a whole new format. And, and still, even I think this will come about one day. Okay. I, I don't know how long, but I had the vision a long, long time ago. So. All right. Well, cool. Well, here's, here's, a, here's something with Spoon. All right. Here we go. Spoon back then. Pre-Spoon. Yeah. Did you, how many children did you have at this point? I had three. Okay. <laughs> this is three and a half years ago. Yeah, here we yeah. go. Yeah, you're still listening to WJFK. This is Hit 'em High Radio. I like that song. My name is and this is over here. Hello. We're here to change radio formats forever. How does that work out for you? Radio. <laughs> What'd you say? How does that work out for you? Yeah. And did you did you knock up that girl? No. Oh. No? Okay. I wouldn't go near that girl, bro. Oh. She was hideous. Oh, you can't say that. Oh, Why not? oh, she was my girl, though. I mean, I loved her to death, but Lord, I'm not going to touch her. Can we call her and tell her you think she's hideous? <laughs> I don't know where she is. Got <laughs> to keep in touch? No. Nah. All right, let's 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 finish up. Hit 'em High, is it Hit 'em High Radio? Yeah. Okay, that's the name of the show, Hit 'em High Radio. Go ahead. Here right now is not diverse. We're going to play diversity. We're going to have the greatest. We're going to play diversity? <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right. In music, in music. On the air. What did you say, Oddball? I said, maybe now we see why it's not quite on the area. Oh, man. But you know Come what? On. We were going through management changes no, the whole time. That's all, that, that's all right, though, because Spoon has done great on this show. All right, yeah. here we go. Collage of music. 
you're ever going to hear. Think of it as a supplement to the musical diet. Right. You just don't hear. She sucked. Not really. <laughs> she was our supplement to your, uh, your musical diet. Think of it as a supplement to the musical diet. She was our traffic woman uh, in the mornings for a little while. Fix 106. Things like that. That's but that's not a mix. That's pop music. That's all pop music. How is that a mix? This should give us a little example of what we're talking about right here. This song. All right. Feel it. One problem. You have to sell. You have to sell a station outside. You know. You have to. You have to. You, <laughs> you got to hit the nah, call letters. No, hit the call letters up front. Hit the call letters out the out, out the gate. Yeah, but like you said before, we're not a music station. So I. But you're I doing a music show. I didn't feel like I, I had to do that. Be that DJ. Let's, let's move on. I even just, though I was. I just want to listen to these. This is great. Try to see how far we've come. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. All right. So many songs have been remade, redone, sampled, and everything else. Used and abused. We're going to give you examples of some samples of what not to have in your diet. <laughs> nah, these are remakes that are just all that. About a 20 year span. Yeah, yeah, difference. let's give them both a try. All right. Stevie. Not bad, but again, you didn't say the radio station. You're all on that break. Dude, yeah. because I'm doing something different. No, I don't want to be a DJ introing songs and fat selling and all that you, BS. You, you did all that, but you, yes. didn't, you didn't, didn't say a station. You did everything else. You back, you back sold the song. You sold. By the way, you're listening to El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. That's what our commercial breaks are for. <laughs> 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 you didn't pay for broadcasting school, did you? <laughs> All right, final one from Spoon, then we'll take a break and we'll come back. I don't know if anybody else is riveted by this, but I, I love to see how far. Listen to all these different songs I'm playing. Some man. of us, I don't, I don't recognize that. Higher ground. Is that, is that Guns N' Roses? Yeah. Okay, well, I do yeah. recognize something. We're mixing it up enough for you. Who's Michelle, man? Where is diverse as you ever going to get? Did she say who's Michelle? It's yeah. a trip because basically she thought she was clever, about. dude. Say <laughs> that over again. All right, hold on. <laughs> I hope we're mixing it up enough for you. Who's Michelle, man? Where is diverse as you ever going to get? Man, that song is that a trip a because thing. basically you're talking about heroin. Oh, always, every time a heroin comes up or whatever, I always think about Pulp Fiction. Okay, again, now we're into something Spoon knows about. Oh, we're oh, into drugs. <laughs> I don't know anything about. Not about heroin, but just drugs. And so now he's into a whole Pulp Fiction thing. That is the funniest damn thing that heroin dealer they went in there. Lance. Oh, that's the name. drug bazaar. <laughs> gotta look at Spoon cracking himself up. <laughs> I am entertaining, dude. What can I tell you? Spoon's having a good time listening to his old air chicks. Yeah, yeah. Lance yes, yes. had, you know, he might as well wrote his own catalog. <laughs> My man. Might as well wrote his own catalog? <laughs> All right, I got a little tripped up right there. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, he called me sloppy. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. And was up. What order number is that? Yeah, exactly. Right. My man was an expert seller. Yeah, <laughs> we got that clip back here. Let's check it out. Step away to set up the clip. Well, <laughs> bro. All right. What did I tell you, man? It, it was so spontaneous. 
These are your radio professionals. <laughs> you have seen how far we've come. Well, Hefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Oddball, Johnny Punani, you guys have been listening this whole time. What do you think, man? Do, do we have a future in radio broadcasting? <laughs> Well, if uh, you know, you know how the stations, you know, they got to make cash. They got to ram their call letters down your throat. Yeah, yeah. Screw the man. Spoon's gonna have to pick up on that. He's gonna have to start back selling something and dropping the call letters a little more often. I think. Screw the man. I'm not gonna say what radio station I work for. How can we tell our friends where to listen? Uh, yeah, it's the guy oh, talking, man. but there's no call letter. Uh, oh man, one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Ah, feeling good. Good times, guys. I, you know, we're just, we still all love each other, right? Oh, absolutely. There's, oh, no, yeah. there's no anger. There's no bitterness here. Uh, even though some of us are obviously more talented than others. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you say that after... I think yours were the worst, man. But you know... <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, no. Wait a second, though. All right, callers, judge, please. That was from a long time ago. I'm talking about your 104s. But but that format doesn't allow you to be cool. Look at me. That's true. It does. Yeah, but you don't have to be so gay. You're ultra gay there. Roll your windows down for this one. (laughs) Speaking of driving... You might want to roll your windows down. It's going to be breezy. But look how cool I am here. Uh, That's what I'm trying to say. I can fit it anywhere. I I agree. You're very breezy now. (laughs) (laughs) You're a son of a bitch. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Dubs actually saved my, uh, almost saved my wife's life uh, this past week. So I want to attribute to Dubs. And again, we're just having to bump God back. Uh, God will get to you at some point there in the waiting room. So uh, just hang tight with us. We're going to be back in a second. It's El Jefe's Hideout. All right, Spoon, this is how it's done. Are you ready? Yeah. El Jefe's Hideout. On 106.7 WJFK. Oh, brother, you learn and you learn very quick. El Jefe's Hideout. I just want to say this guy's stuck. I want to hear the replay. You can have a sense of humor about that. I don't know what you can have a sense of humor about. El Jefe's Hideout. On 106.7 WJFK. More men than DuPont Circle. Okay, just don't get it in my eye. El Hefe's hideout on what's up with you, JFK. Goddamn equipment. Uh, welcome back into El Hefe's hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Actually, that's going to set up what we're about to talk about, but let's go back to the first, uh, the last segment for a second. We were talking, we played some old air checks. Uh, El Jefe, Spoon, J-Dubs here, and El Jefe side out on WJFK. And Marty, you have a vote as to which one you thought was best? Which one was worst, Jefe? It was 104 had to be the worst. The only thing that might have made it worse if you did it in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you know, you know, all right, fine. Uh, I I mean, I admit, once I went in there and I did the air shift, I really realized that I didn't want that job. Because I wouldn't have been happy sitting there playing John Mayer and the Counting Crows and all that crap. I'm so much happier now. Thank goodness. Thank you, Marty. Scumbag. He's <laughs> so right, though. No, I mean, you know, it, it was bad. But, I mean, that's not our type of radio, though. You know what I mean? Uh, let's do this over. Entertaining more men.
and the DuPont Circle. Okay, just don't get it in my eye. El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. All right, that's the way you come back from a break. El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Again, stay tuned. Only one more opportunity to win the autographed item of the week. Um, we're not going to tell you what it is, but just know that it's an item. And it is autographed, and we give it away quarter past the hour tonight only. We're only going to give it away once next week, but because we're debuting the bit, uh, I mean, I'm debuting the giving away of this prize <clears throat> this week, uh, we're doing it at quarter past the hour. So listen for the cue from Cameron's ass. So entertaining more men than DuPont Circle. Um, Dubs and I actually had been commuting in because we're doing work with the Ron and Fez show uh, every night. And... I don't know. In fact, you have a similar commute to me, don't you, Oddball? Oh, well, no, you're in Woodbridge, right? Yeah. Okay. About 20 miles away. Okay, so, see, it, actually, I think Spoon could relate to this He's a little bit better. Commute. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're out in Bowie. Right. And, uh, of course, Ron and Fez, show starts at 7 o'clock, right after Don and Mike here on JFK. And so the worst thing is, you know, you got to get here around 5, 6 o'clock to get everything ready and kicking for the show. Well, I'm hopping on the Beltway from Silver Spring... And normally, what's a 25-minute drive during rush hour is goddamn insane. In fact, what is it about this town when it's raining, the, sh the, 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 the entire city shuts down, man? Yeah. Did you hear about that pileup? Where was it? It was up in Maryland. It was 100 cars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just Yeah. And I, I don't know what it is that scares people so much. But anyway, it took us one time from Silver Spring to Fairfax... Uh, a minute, an hour and 45 minutes. An hour and 45 minutes for that 25-mile commute. Oh, man. So Dubs and I, finally, we were like, screw this. No more of this. No more of this driving on the Beltway. So what we decided to do is we, we cut through town. We, uh, in Silver Spring, we went down 16th Street, uh, near and about DuPont Circle, cutting over to the 14th Street Bridge, and then coming over, you know, 395 to 66 and doing the whole thing. And it was so much easier. I mean, the commute's still an hour, but it's not the hour 30, hour 45 that you're getting on the Beltway. Now, what Dubs and I also noticed, too, is that during this commute, there's a lot more eye candy. Yeah, a lot more poon. A lot more. <laughs> and we realized, because for a while there, Dubs and I, we'd be sitting there in the car on the Beltway looking over at the honeys. And what's the car that the chicks are all, the hot chicks are always driving, Dubs? Oh, what was that? Is that it was the a... Camry? Yeah. The Camry, the Toyota Camry. Yeah. Oh, the hot chicks are always driving a Camry. Or Civics. Something like that. Yeah, with, always... uh, with Fuzzy Dice. And the only people that have Fuzzy Dice are real hot chicks and Cameron. And Mexicans. <laughs> and Cameron. And Mexicans. And Mexicans. Oh, yeah. oh here we go. What is what? this? You know, seriously, man. They love the uh, dressing for the cars. Come on. Come on, new No, I'm not saying anything out of line. Yeah, you are. Not at all. Do I have Fuzzy Dice? Hey, no. All right, then. All right, let's go out right now. I guarantee you I can find, maybe not fuzzy dice, but the like the little curtains that go around the car. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like the low riders. Feel free to go if you want. <laughs> <laughs> they like hooking up the cars. That's all I'm saying. They like hooking up their all cars. Right. You can't assume that every Mexican has fuzzy dice. Right, not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what a scumbag. Oh, man. So, anyway... I have this thing for D.C. chicks. Now, I mean, not, we're not talking about the people that actually live in D.C., but the professionals that, that, that work in D.C. Because when you're driving there on K Street, you know, Lobby Row or Lobby Street, whatever, you know, it's where all the lobbyists are. 
to me, D.C. has the hottest chicks, as opposed to Maryland and Northern Virginia. Like, when you're just out and about, I think that D.C. has the hottest chicks. Now, again, I'm not from this area. I've only been here coming up on, you know, a year now. Am I wrong, Spoon? Is Does Maryland have the better chicks? Because that's where you live. Well, the thing is, in D.C., I mean, you don't know where these girls actually live. Yeah, they're not muting. Well, let's talk about yeah. where they work. Would you say that chicks are hotter if they work in D.C. as opposed to if they work in Maryland or Northern Virginia? Well, there's a lot more of them. I mean, it's the city, you know what I mean? you got a wider selection there. So, I, I, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Because I was a courier, and I was in D.C., and I love the summertime in D.C., there are a lot of hot chicks walking around with the little mini skirts. Oh man! So anyway, I just that that new commute was cool, and we actually, you know, we had good times going through there. And I think that's the way we're going to do it from now on because it is cool watching the chicks yeah. walk back and forth in their their nice professional outfits. Yeah. Because it, it's cool because it's like you know these chicks are these are the kind of chicks you want to marry. Yeah, you and these, are actually, these are actually the chicks that are a lot like my wife. Uh, they're very hot. Um, you know they're smart because they're working down there in that area in D.C., you know, and they, they're just, they're, there's something about them. They're like, they're professional, and you can tell that at work they're professional. They're, they're overly unsexy while at work because they, they don't want to... They don't want to have everybody in their office think that, like, they slept their way to the top and stuff. So <laughs> they purposely try to ugly themselves up. But you know behind the scenes they're freaks. Oh, yeah. You know, and then you know they love to tear it up. <laughs> and you know, too, if they're there, they're going to be well-kept and they're going to smell good and uh, things like that. Maybe not after the walk around D.C. to the metro <laughs> back and forth. little sweaty. <laughs> like walking around an amusement park. <laughs> have you ever smelled a girl after that? You don't want to go anywhere, anywhere south after that. <laughs> One of the big rides on the white water canyon or something like that. You get all that they're dirty wearing, water. Oh! And they're wearing the tight chick jeans, you know? <laughs> Vacuum sealed for freshness. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. I want to say something, man. I want to congratulate J-Dubs. All right. Congratulations to J-Dubs. <laughs> For what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> For landing another job. Now, right now, it's part-time work here at WJFK. But this guy now has a job. He's a hardworking man. He's an honest man. He hasn't resorted to pimping hoes. Or anything like that. But I could. <laughs> know that. He's making an honest, honest living working at the Marriott. A hardworking man. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. You want me to go get the vest? <laughs> I, need, I need a toothbrush, please. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I have DNA all over this pillow. <laughs> Can you get me a new pillow, sir? <laughs> sir, excuse me. I'd like to check out now. Hello? <laughs> He's saying this. <laughs> oh, excuse me, Mr. Dubs. Mr. Mr. J. Dubs. <laughs> May I have that towel, please? When are you going to bring me that towel? But anyway, no, seriously, man, I do want to congratulate you for, oh. for getting a good job. Hopefully you won't have it long because things are going so well at this station. But um, how is the job at the Marriott? Also, Park? the housekeepers say hi. Oh. <laughs> oh. Come on. That would be Ola. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Oddball hopping in on the Latino show. All right, I know what. I'm not going to throw you in the holding cell for that because I, I deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> Although... <laughs> The housekeepers didn't, <laughs> but fine. 
Um, but how is the job going? I mean, oh, it's great. I mean, you actually worked at a pizza place, so working a, a real legitimate job isn't all that far off from you. Oh, <laughs> you call a pizza place and a hotel a legitimate job? No, it is, man. Those are the people that keep the society running, man. You know what I mean? The the the, 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 the hardworking people. I'll Plus, we're gonna use that, man. We're yeah. going to use that little outlet. That's true. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> I'd like a room to bang on my radio horse, please. Excuse me. <laughs> I've got my wife back in Silver Spring. Excuse me. I need a room for my radio horse. Um, You actually stayed over there last night, too, yeah. didn't you? Great facilities. Yeah. <laughs> you want to give him a plug? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're not going to give out which one Dubs works at because, God forbid, anybody roll up to the Marriott and... Uh, Sees me in my, my, my suit. <laughs> I look like an a-hole. He's got like a little vest <laughs> and a tie. So uh, if you'd like to know which hotel Dubs is at off the air, uh, feel free to call 1-800-636-1067. Um, but actually, man, I do want to thank you, though, bro, because you you saved me earlier this week. Um, I was here doing right, stuff. I, I was doing stuff here with Ron and Fez, and my wife, who's been in a lot of pain lately, had to go to the hospital. And so you drove back to Silver Spring. And I have no idea anything about this area. And he hasn't been here long. He drove back. First time I've actually drove out here. So what was it like driving for you? <laughs> hell. Absolute hell. Was it raining that night? I yeah, think so. It was raining that Which night. Which night has it not been raining? True. It was dark, raining. I haven't, you know. <laughs> All right. It was <laughs> I, I drive back at around what? That's the greatest. Spoon has to justify a sound effect. <laughs> Come on, it was raining. Get it. There's thunder too, man. You know when there's rain, there's thunder. There's thunder. You get the joke. <laughs> but I left the station what six thirty? Uh huh. Go pick your wife up, and I got there fairly quick, about seven o'clock, seven thirty. Picked mm -hmm. your wife up, took her to the hospital. I get there, and the thing about the hospital, I always my mind starts to wander because I'm really, really bored at the hospital. Like I look at a guy in a wheelchair, and I'm wondering, why is that guy wearing shoes? You know, <laughs> what? And if he's gonna wear shoes, why wear the expensive ones? Yeah. Man, getting, you know, why why spend hundred and fifty dollars on shoes if you're not gonna use them? Right. I don't know. Well, we'll keep them clean. <laughs> Were they Velcro? No, they're. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. They should be wearing those Velcro shoes instead of you know the. I mean, how they, they can't even bend over to tie them. Why, why bother someone with tying them all the time? What's wrong with you? Now, i got to ask this. Does it, now, let me ask you this. Johnny Punani, man, you're an older dude. And Just no further. <laughs> well, it would really sadden me, almost to the point of tears, if you wore Velcro shoes. Oh, no. Now, here's the reason why. And let me know if you guys have the same feeling. Oh, please don't tell me you're wearing Velcro. <laughs> Oh, no! Oh, man. oh no! <laughs> he is wearing Velcro yeah, shoes. Yeah. At a point, man? He totally is. Oh, man, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Velcro. Oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. Velcro shoes to me, uh, they're sad. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, maybe you don't. Why do you... As a, as a, like Thumbs was saying, they're designated for the handicap room. Why do you, I mean, are you, are you so lazy that you don't want to tie your shoes? Why do you wear Velcro shoes? Dude, they were free. Okay, well, all right, fine. They were free. All right, fine. I ripped them off some dude on the street, you know? Uh. <laughs> but I don't know, I mean, hey, 
Look at look the way I'm dressed. Okay, <laughs> I'm wearing my damn pajamas here, you know. And it's like, you know, but I mean, to me, it almost saddens me when I see like older people with like Velcro shoes, because I just wonder, can they not, you know, can they not tie their shoes? Is there some? Because I I do have a soft heart, believe it or not. And so, you know, honestly, if I think if I saw Johnny Punani at the mall <laughs> with his glasses on and his Velcro shoes, I feel bad for him. I wouldn't say hi, I tell you that. <laughs> Sir, I don't know you. Oh, wow. Look, I mean, hey, you know, I. I feel so, I did not know that he was wearing. <laughs> somebody, I didn't know like, you're going there. Nope. Somebody tell me this stuff. I'm sorry, dude. I don't care. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. But does it sadden anybody else when they see older people with Velcro shoes? Sadden me. I think if you're over the age of seven, you shouldn't do the Velcro shoes. I don't care if you got them for free or not. I don't have that strong feelings on Velcro. So I don't know, man. It just kind of saddens me a little bit. All right, fine. Maybe I'm the only one with a heart here. <laughs> All right, so you're at the hospital, Doug. I'm sorry, Johnny Punani. Also, when, it's I, was, all right, when I was sitting in the hospital, it was the last day of, uh, of the singing for American Idol. Right. And this lady's sitting there watching American Idol. Her sister's in the emergency room at the time, and she's sitting there watching American Idol. And the doctor comes up, hey, your, uh, your sister would like to talk to you. She's like, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. She's on the phone calling to vote for Ruben. I swear to God. Ask your wife. She was clapping after Ruben got done. Oh, so this was Tuesday night at the yeah. hospital. Yeah, she blew off her sister, who was in the emergency room at the time, to watch American Idol and vote for Ruben. I don't know if I've ever gotten that wrapped up. Hey, wait, wait, wait. And she wasn't American. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? American Idol. I just want to say that if you're not American, you shouldn't be able to vote on American Idol. <laughs> That's another feeling. <laughs> this isn't Ugandan Idol, okay? Oh. <laughs> okay, one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. You don't have to be an American citizen to vote an American Idol, but I think I understand where you were going with that. Okay, I'll, and then uh, from there, she finally goes in and uh, goes sees her sister and everything. She's not dead, so everything's all right. Uh, we're standing next to her in the emergency room too when uh, your, your wife's getting checked out, uh -huh. and the, the the practitioner that comes over to check on your wife. Uh-huh. It's a lady about five foot tall. Uh-huh. Round if she is tall. Spiky hair. Does she have velcro Where shoes on? <laughs> <laughs> it was Johnny Pudati working on your wife. She was wearing a she was wearing a flannel shirt. She was complete bull dyke. Oh. One hundred percent. And your wife's having these problems with her stomach. Yeah, well, don't, not specifically, but I mean, she's having some problems. Well, that, that, that's where it was hurting. To require an exam. She said it was hurting her stomach, you know? So the, the bulldog nurse wants to look in other places. <laughs> She's like, yeah, let's take you into this room and we can check out some other stuff for you. <laughs> let's see what's going on at the Y, I suppose. All right. Well, Tim, Tim, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout. Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, I was locked up and. That's the state issue shoe, is, is Velcro shoes. Well, I understand uh, that so you don't hang yourselves. No, that's exactly right. But, I mean, you must have Velcro shoes when you're, you know, a, a civilian? Come on. <laughs> I mean, you're making fun. It, doesn't it sadden you to see people with Velcro shoes? I mean, that's just the pure side of laziness right now. <laughs> Wait a second. You can't call Johnny Punani lazy. You should see him running around here, man. You, yeah, he's coming up here and helping us out, man. He's he's a good dude. Now, there's no... I mean, and you know, in all honesty, in all fairness to Johnny Punani, 
He bakes. He bakes great, great, uh, great food. pastries. Yeah. Pastries, yeah. You bake another way, but he bakes great food. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh,. I mean, why would you comb your hair and tie your shoes to come in and scream phone calls for left and side I'm just going to roll out Fair of bed, enough. throw on my glasses and my wrinkled shirt, and put on my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Johnny. You rock, brother. All right, Doug. All right, so uh, after your wife's done, uh-huh. all right, we head back to your guys' apartment. I drop her off. It's about 1030 at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I get on to, uh, to uh, what was is it four ninety five? Yeah, four ninety five. I take four ninety five. The beltway. Yeah, I start driving around. I'm looking for the exit. I cannot find the exit. I know it usually. There is some. There is some construction, but you, I know it usually doesn't take about an hour and a half to find the exit. Oh my god. <laughs> Circling. I, so mind you, he said he dropped my wife off back at the apartment at ten thirty. He didn't pick me up here in Fairfax until two. All right. Jeez. And this is in Silver Spring. Now, was there traffic? There was a little. There was a little construction going on at first. Okay. And I got through the construction. I'm driving. I call you about, what, midnight? Yeah. About midnight. Hey, I'm almost there, man. Yeah, I'm almost there, but I don't know where the exit is. Can, can you uh, tell me where I'm at? Because I'll, I'll name off the exits. And you're like, I, I name off, like, some bridge, some, like, big drawbridge and stuff and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, dude, I have no idea where you're I, at. I, I, you're at the Woodrow Wilson Yeah, bridge. I was at the Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> so, obviously... I passed it. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. He went the wrong way. Well, he went past the exit and yeah. kept going. Oh, okay. I went past the exit. I kept going. And you're like, all right, turn around, find the exit, because you obviously passed it. So I, I get off the exit, go to turn around, but I, I'm not really too sure where I'm at. So I'm, I stop at a uh, shell station to see uh, what, where I need to go. And the guy's like, the guy doesn't know a lick English. This is, this is another thing that makes me mad. I don't mind that people from all countries come here. It's a melting pot. I know that. But if you're going to work with customer service, yeah. get the goddamn language down. Yeah, I agree. I agree big time. Uh, it's, I, it's tough to argue with that. Because, <clears throat> I, you know, damn, I, I, <laughs> I would have I saved an hour and a half of my life. You know? That's I, an hour and a half I'm never going to get back because some prick can't speak English. You know what, though? I'm going to go ahead and speed the story up. It's not the guy's fault that you wasted an hour and a half of your life. <laughs> he, he helped it along, though. No, it's your fault for not paying attention for all those times we were commuting. You know what happened? You know what happened whenever he was headed back down here from Silver Spring, uh, Spoon? He would fall asleep in the car. No. Well, I mean, he does that. He doesn't pay attention. He's too busy kissing, uh, blowing kisses to 14-year-olds in the cars next to him. <laughs> Instead of actually paying attention to where, we go- where we're going. He goes the wrong way, leaving Silver Spring. So he didn't come down and around through Rockville near 270, getting on uh, 495. Over the bridge and... He went all the way around Bowie. He went all the way around the Beltway, the uh, complete yeah, other the long, way. That's the long way. So don't blame the dude who didn't speak English but for your mess the up. The thing is, I was two miles away from that exit. Mm-hmm. I was two miles away from doing that full circle around and making it there. <laughs> so I turn around, I end all the way back up in Silver Springs going the wrong damn way. I have no idea where you are. So, all right, dude. Well, welcome to uh, welcome to Washington, D.C., my friend. Yeah, Go after yeah. yourself. <laughs> We're going to come back with two scoops from Spoon. Spoon, you, uh, you wanted a song to be played, and uh, I'm giving you yeah, a little man. freedom here with these songs. This is EPMD. Mm-hmm. This song, everybody around here will remember this. Okay. Well, if they're older. 
Well, this is EPMD, where Red Man, this Red Man's first group, and this song is called Headbanger. Fuck, 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 fuck
style, you think I have some of a palsy like ah, cause I freak the styles, baby. Lullaby a stupid ass. Rock the baby. The devil hit your ass with the loving from the new school and still holding my jewels. And welcome back into El Jefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK. My name is El Jefe. His name is Spoon, and it is now time for two scoops from Spoon. Yes, indeed. Okay, today, what are we going to talk about, El Jefe? Well, man, it's all up to you, man. This is this is your segment. It's, you know, it's time for your news stories. I got to run out for a second. Tell the story to J Dubs. All right. You know, I, I couldn't decide whether this pissed me off or not because usually white guys don't really get mad about the whole racial thing yeah. i mean i don't know what it is but like somebody calls me a honky whatever it really doesn't bother me too much but cbs wants to go ahead uh with this new reality show about a bunch of hillbillies a bunch of people that you know live in west virginia or wherever yeah. they're searching for a family and they want to go ahead and, and throw them into like a beverly hills mansion and see how they fit in. What what makes you mad about that? And make well, I, you know what? I can't figure out whether I'm. I, in a way, I am because I know if they took like a group of gangbangers from uh, southeast and put them on a farm somewhere, there'd be a big uprising. There, you know, it just wouldn't go. Well, why do you it say just, that though? Because it wouldn't. Yeah. What do you mean? Why do I say that? You really see that happening? I think that's a great idea for a show. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be funny, yeah, but, but I, that, I, that would not happen. Did, didn't they that would ha not take a bunch of black... Well, go ahead. Didn't that happen a couple hundred years ago? What? Oh, Johnny Punani. <laughs> Come on. Oh, Johnny. You know what, dude? That's terrible. For the rest man. of the show. you got a sick and twisted world perspective. Yes, you do. I know you're mad about having Velcro shoes, but come on, man. <laughs> that was great. No, it wasn't. But seriously, though, do you see that happening if it was, you know, let's say the polar opposite, a I, bunch of a think, black family? But I, honestly, though, I think the idea behind these shows is just to put people in situations that they're normally not accustomed to being in. Sure. Like, uh, take them out of their element. Exactly. Just put them in something yeah. totally separate. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there would be an uproar about having a bunch of... You know, inner city people going, you know, and working on a farm. Well, I don't, I don't I, think I, would. I frankly know there would be. Now, maybe because of, you know, comments from like Johnny Punani, maybe that, <laughs> maybe there would be, you know, some sort of an uprising. I just feel like there would. I, I feel like it'd be a big deal. I mean, right now, basically, all you got is uh, Cecil E. Roberts. He's the president of the United Mine Workers of America. And, and he's up in arms about the whole so, thing. So, I mean, I, I think I've heard this story talked about before, where yeah. it's basically uh, they're putting hillbillies. They're recreating the Beverly Hillbillies except for a, a reality show. Right. And so they're upset because there are hillbillies that are now going to be... What are they exactly upset about? What are the hillbillies upset about? Because they're, they're going to be... humanizing them. <laughs> I mean, he says... They're humanizing them? This is... <laughs> 
<laughs> this guy says, look, the, the plan is to take a poor royal family, place them in Hollywood Mansion, and ridicule them on national television. That sounds it's great. Like, that sounds like every other reality yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like the Jerry Springer show or something. It, I mean, they did know. something almost, I mean, the opposite of that, kind of with that the surreal life where they had all of the uh, the stars or whatever, like ex-stars like Hammer and Emmanuel Lewis and put them all in a house. Corey Feldman. You know, yeah. took, them, took them out of their alleged, you know, celebrity lifestyle. Yeah, that's a bit different because these people are who they are. You know, and they're not necessarily uh, socially, you know, inapt or apt. <laughs> I, I, but I, I, but I, yeah, I think that's half the fun of it, though. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Well, sure, it would be hilarious. That's why I say I don't know that I'm really mad about it. I just know the inequality of this whole thing. So, but, so CBS, our, our company, yeah. uh, are they going to do this or no? Uh, I think so. Okay, because I yeah. heard that it was getting canceled. They They decided that... That they weren't going to do this. Did you hear about that reality uh, show with Mike Tyson? That <laughs> they're trying to put together. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to train a guy, like actually put a guy through six months training and just throw him in the ring with Tyson. Oh, That's man. a great idea, man. You see, oh, there's God. this whole backlash though against reality television, and I think it's about time because I mean everybody always copies off of each other and steals from each other and. Once you have something that's like, you know, Survivor, then all of a sudden you've got, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. You know, every, That one was terrible. To the point where, you know, God bless Stuttering John, and I love the Howard Stern show, but you're right, that was a terrible show. Man, I'm sick of reality TV. Come and, on. And I think, I think it's getting back to the point now where they're actually going to start putting a little effort into creating something, you know, comedies and dramas and things yeah. like that. I mean, don't you think it's sad, though? Like, some of these shows, like... The Bachelor and stuff. Girls are crying over guys they've known for 20 days. That's absurd. Yeah, but that's, but that's people, though. Because you, they're not crying so much about the guy. They're crying about at the, at the lifestyle that they're missing out on. Because, again, when we talked about it earlier about women being gold diggers, and, of course, not all not all women are gold diggers. Right. But when, <laughs> the feminists over here. Yeah, but no, exactly. <laughs> and I'm saying not all women are gold diggers. But when it comes to the point where, okay, here's this guy. You know, let's just say Hefe. He's, he's he's smart. He's talented. He has a future in broadcasting. He's going to be a millionaire at some point. And here I am vying for his love, and he chose someone else over me. It's not about Hefe. It's about the lifestyle that at some point he's going to be able to provide for that whore. I think. Well, another thing about women, they are very very competitive, and if they lose that competition on live TV. It's almost embarrassing. It stings, yeah. but I mean, did anybody watch Mr. Personality? Did you check that out, Oddball? Uh, not a bit. Uh, I don't think not the guy. I don't think the guys had the same reaction. Where, you know, oh man, I, I lost out. You know what I mean? Did you? I saw one episode of this, and this douche. This is the one where they wear the mask or whatever, right? That's Mr. Personality. They go into this dark little dungeon place or whatever. Okay. And he gets to take off his mask. She asked him to go down there. So right away, I'm like, oh, yeah, go ahead, son. She wants you to get some. He talks to her, talks to her, talks to her, talks to her. Finally, when it's time for them to come out, he's like, well, can I get a little pack? It just wouldn't be worth coming in here. And I'm like, okay, finally, you're a douche for talking the whole time, but whatever. At least you're going to get something. Make him a guy, move. He pecks her on both cheeks like he's a Frenchman. What is that? This guy's a 
dumbass. <laughs> I mean, so, they go in a dark room. The, the other two guys are drunk, like, you know. Well, what's he going to do, bang her there? No, but, it, I mean, it, dude, a girl wants to go in a dark place with you. She doesn't want to talk. All right? I mean, she doesn't want you to steal her. I mean, you could talk in the light. She doesn't want to get pregnant. In the dark, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. physical. That guy was a douchebag. I don't he, know who he was. He, he's also playing a game, though. I mean, if he sat oh. there and he, you know, and he made out with her and he jumped on top of her or whatever. He sounded like a moron. All right. Let me peck you before we go out of the dark room. Spoon getting all riled up over Mr. Personality. <laughs> that was the only episode I saw. I was like, oh, God. So, anyway. Um, well, hold on a second. Nick, Nick, welcome into All Half Face Hideout. You say you have an idea for a reality yeah, show? Like, I'm all about seeing, you know, white trash and mansions and stuff. But you all brought up even Mr. Personality. How much better would it be if, you know, it was like the Down Syndrome house? Uh, <laughs> Mr. Down Syndrome? They masks for them, but, you know, their big bobbleheads could knock into oh, <laughs> Come on, man. That's not right. Oh, man. Stop, dubs. That's so inappropriate, dude. You can't laugh at people with Down syndrome, man. Maybe you can't. <laughs> What's wrong? You did to me. That's so unfair. I I could never do that. I couldn't. I couldn't laugh at somebody that it's not their fault that that's the way they are. Spoon, I can laugh at all the time. You, he made himself. Do you laugh at a puppy dog when it chases his tail? It's the same thing. No, <laughs> dude, you're God damn, man. You're so wrong. That's not cool, man. Hey, they're not, always having a good time. That's not cool. <laughs> Well, you know what? Are. I mean, you're laughing, but I, I, I almost do say this, though. Like, seriously talking about, you know, for a second, seriously talking about retardation, it does seem almost in a sense like it would be not cool, but ignorance is bliss, bliss. you know? And sometimes, you know, I even think about it, man. Some, you know, there are times where you're just sitting there and you're depressed. You know, maybe the show didn't go well, the, you know, the week before because J-Dub's put together a crappy bit, you know, and you've had a crappy, uh, a crappy, you know, week all week long, all week long, and you're not getting any sleep and stuff. And all the depression and, you know, the stuff that comes from that. And sometimes I do look at people with mental retardation, not sad, I mean, you know, but I'm thinking, you know what, good for them because they don't have to go through the doldrums of everyday life. That's right. But at the same time, too, they also don't get to experience the great highs, you know? <laughs> like tying your shoes. Dude! <laughs> God damn, man. J-Dubs is the worst person in the world. <laughs> Without a doubt. God. Sam, welcome into All Half Face Hideout on 106.7 FM WJFK. I had to talk to Spoon. Spoon, they already put the Black Family on TV, man. It was called The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> no, I, no, that's, I mean, but it wasn't a reality show. Yeah, but it's not a reality show. What kind of scumbags are up at night? <laughs> um, I actually had an idea for a reality show, and it was something that I wanted to, to do and eventually talk about. There's, so, there's supposed to be all this synergy. And again, I'm copywriting this right now, okay? So everybody know this is officially copywritten on the air, and if you steal the idea, I'm, I'm saying now I have a lawyer wife that works for a great place, and I'm going to sue your ass if you steal this, all right? But in a sense, I wanted to put together a reality show about this show. And every week we would follow around with a camera, seeing what goes on in the everyday behind the scenes, putting this show together. That would have helped out a couple weeks ago, I'll tell you that. that. We can't talk about what happened on... We can't We can't talk on the air about what happened two weeks know, ago. There was some major, major drama. And if you're smart and if you've been with this show since day one, you'll figure out, you know, that some, some things aren't the same about the show as they were from the first couple weekends. 
And that would have been great. This, I think this reality show would have been really interesting. More than anything else, you see, not so much how a show was put together, but how many battles and how much people butt heads with each other. I mean, seeing what goes on in a radio station like WJFK, I mean, we're here in the same halls, you know, with Don and Mike and Lisa and Charlie and Ron and Fez and Rory and all these personalities, all these type A personalities, you know what I mean? All these people that are, are, are so controlling, so ego-filled, just like us. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason we're on the radio. It's because we love ourselves and we love to hear ourselves talk. Right. And... Just walking through these halls and seeing what goes on here, man, it's so disturbing. And I actually envy Oddball a little bit because doing the overnight stuff, you miss out on a lot of the the everyday crap oh, yeah, that goes on. Just here by yourself and surfing the porn sites or whatever you're doing. You know, <laughs> surfing the porn sites, punching the clown, right. uh, reading the paper. That disturbs uh, Spoon, though. <laughs> yeah, because Spoon comes in after you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Touches the same mouse. <laughs> Brings a black light in so you can shine it over the studio. <laughs> Why is this M button not working? one 800 Want to remind you, too, Six minutes away from the ultimate autographed item of the night this evening. Again, you are listening for the cue from Cameron's ass to call in. Caller 16 will win the autograph, the final autographed item of the night, uh, of the week, uh, this evening. So we're going to do that here in about five minutes. Quarter past the hour, you'll hear the cue from Cameron's ass, <laughs> and we'll give it away. In the meantime, time for another scoop from Spoon. Okay, I wanted to talk about this. This is quick, and the story's really, you know, it's got a lot of holes in it, but <laughs> just what this guy said was hilarious. Jan O. Karrison is a Swedish minister for migration, has got himself into a lot of trouble, calling the American president a, a effing Texas geezer. In a press conference, he says this. I mean, this guy is, you know, the Swedish minister for migration. I'm not sure what that equates to, really. Yeah, I don't know. But it, it must be somebody of importance because his superiors are, are pretty pissed off. Well, I mean, you just you can't say anything about the president. And I don't know when this started happening. I don't know if it was 9-11 or what, but, you know, the president's untouchable, apparently. You, you look at the Dixie Chicks, man. And they said they were embarrassed that he was from Texas. And, yeah. you know, they cut all this backlash. Well, this guy's a political guy. You don't call, you don't go around calling, you know, other people in other countries effing this or effing that. Sure I mean, you do. Why not? Nah. I F mean, Saddam, F Tony Blair. Yeah, exactly. But you didn't hear our president saying, I mean, of course. Wait, know. wait, wait, wait. He called, uh, he called uh, someone a son of a bitch. Who did? Bush did. Bush well, called yeah. something son of a bitch. I can't remember who it was. I mean, the guy deserved it. Okay. But he did. He did. He called someone a son of a bitch. I mean, he's not above that. No, I mean, not, it's not the that. way you do it. Well, you can't I mean, be but above. But is this justified? I mean, he's effing Texas geezer. I mean, what, he's not even that old. Well, so stop. what the hell is he talking nah, about? No, he really isn't that old. And, you know, and I, I, I'll be honest. Serious, George. <laughs> I'm not a real big fan. I think, I think the president has done a good job, you know, getting the country together after the disaster that hit this city. And, uh, you know, hit the nation. He did a great job rallying the troops. He's done a lot of scummy things, though, under the bag while people aren't looking. A lot of things rolling back civil rights for women and minorities. Oh. What do you mean? Oh. That's your opinion. No, that's, that's the truth. No. That's, that's your opinion. That's, that's the, uh, 
opinion these okay, pastors what, may what? fill. That's fact. Go ahead. Did we not? Did we not do a whole bit last week from George W. Bush? No, we firm didn't. Well, yeah. And and what he's doing to give to take away rights from women. I got a list. I got a list. How's that rolling the back on? Let me give you a couple of things. All right. So the the president has the ability to appoint judicial nominees. One of the judicial nominees that he has appointed, a doctor, is noted for prescribing biblical scriptures to cure PMS and for his opposition to prescribing contraceptives to unmarried women. He's he's forcing marriage on everybody. This is this is what gets me about the president. Okay. And this and it's not just about the president. This is what gets me about people in general, and almost in a sense, this is what gets me. Not so, Spoon and I had this discussion earlier. <laughs> we had this discussion when I was buying my stool. Right. I hate. <laughs> I I hate people. Don't even say what you're going to say, because I'll have to dump you. <laughs> I hate when people lead horrible, disgusting, scummy lives. All. They, they party and they do whatever they want during high school, during college, while they're getting their master's degrees, all the way up until the age they're drunks, they're drug addicts. And again, I'm not calling anybody specifically. I'm just talking about these type of people in general mm-hmm. that are just complete scumbags all the way for the majority of their life. They've had fun. They've lived the good life. I mean, they did more partying than, you know, could have ever happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. And now, all of a sudden, everything's okay because they said the magic sentence, I accept Jesus Christ into my life and into my heart. Then all of a sudden, everything is cured. All the scumbag crap you ever did is washed away. It doesn't matter if you're Charlie Manson. It doesn't matter if you're Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, Jay Dubs, President Bush, <laughs> Spoon. I'm glad you put me in that whole thing. El Jefe. It doesn't matter who you are because you've said the magic sentence, and now all of a sudden you're cured. You realize how horrible of a person you were, so now your goal in life is to, is to keep everybody from being the scumbag that you were. And so what are you going to do instead of going out and trying to help people and talk legitimately to them? I'm going to try to get in some position of power so I can keep everybody from doing the scumbag stuff that I was doing. Well, and it well, upsets me. It's all about self-control, basically. It is. And, and, and it doesn't it make you happy that that is all you have to do? And isn't that easy? And yet some people, you know... I don't, don't, I don't want to debate religion. Right, okay, no problem. You know why? And you know why? Because I don't like arguing with people that argue religion because there's no argument. You, there's, always a fall, there's always a fallback. Well, that's what the Lord says. That's, uh-huh. what, that's what Jesus... How do you, there's no argument. There's no debate. Yeah. It's like, well, I can't answer your question. It's just because that's what somebody said, allegedly. And that's, why, that's what gets me a little bit about just that type of person. Who leads it? Leads it, man. You know? That's what Neo said. <laughs> Who's to say it's not going to be at that point at some time? Neo said this, or you know, Marilyn Manson said that, or Jesus Christ said that. Am I going to hell? Maybe, probably, if there is a hell. But I just hate when that happens, man. <laughs> There's nothing more scummy to me than that. And when I'm late for this, hi, this is WJFK Operations Manager Cameron Gray's ass. Caller 16 right now at 1-800-636-1067 or 202-432-1067 wins one of the autographed items of the week. Good luck from the Hefe's hideout at 106.7 WJFK. And now it's time for the grand prize from El Hefe's hideout. The grand prize all night long. We've been giving away autographed items of this week. We've given away three of them. And now it is time for you to win the final. 
The big prize. The grand prize. 1-800-636-1067. Everybody else is going to be jealous. Everybody that won before him. Yeah, they're going to be kicking themselves in the ass that they didn't hang around until 2.15 to get the grand prize. Again, it's starting this week, and we're going to continue on every week. We're not going to do it at quarter past the hour every time. We may do it with Cameron's ass, though. Um, <laughs> what guy wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> giving away the autographed item of the week. This is the grand prize. Let's go to line. <sighs> Let's see. You know, this is upsetting, though. This is a sausage fest. Yeah, well, who is the girl on the line? Is it all? There, there are no. We don't have. There are no chicks listening. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm here to save the women of the United States of America from the oppression of George W. Bush. Spoon. <laughs> of Spoon. Right. <laughs> all right, here we go. Let's just try a random line. Oddball has been hanging out all night long. Pick another one, uh, Oddball. Let's go with two. Line two. Line two. Line two is Chris. Chris, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout. You there? It's not Chris, it's Brett. Oh, Brett. All right, whatever the case, Brett. Hi. You're caller 16. Congratulations, man. <laughs> you win the autographed item of the week, and my friend, this is the grand prize. This is the this is the end all be all to autograph items of the week. Um, before we had given away things that only had one signature on them. My friend, you get three signatures. Whoa. On one Moon Pie wrapper, you're getting Spoon, El Jefe, and J-Dub signature. Congratulations. It's the hat trick, my friend. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Hold on. We're going to get all your info. Believe it or not, you won't even have to come up here and pick it up. We're going to mail the Moon Pie wrapper to you with our autographs. Yeah. 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 Brett. You just sign the envelope there, man. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. All right, Brett. Which... We're going to steal it, too. <laughs> which takes to give you the best stuff, man. <laughs> Nobody listens to crappy radio. Spoonitis. And now, back to Infinity Broadcasting's lame attempt at affirmative action. Washington 106.7. WJFK. That's the other thing about this George W. Bush. He's a recipient of affirmative action. Come on. Like daddy's power, daddy's legacy didn't get you into Yale. That's affirmative action, sister. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. In the middle of two scoops with spoon, let's add a third scoop. Do that other story that I gave. Oh, this, uh, Aaron, so why don't you do it? You're, how many times have you read it, bro? I, I didn't... Half the, fun oh, is, half the fun is listening to you try to read it. Come on. <laughs> know the bit. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Spoon, you know I love you, don't you? Uh, yes. You're awesome, bro. Here we go. It dates back hundreds of years. It has gained popularity with today's youth, but dentists said on Friday tongue piercing can have serious complications. Um, apart from infection, bleeding, and scarring, it can also cause cracked teeth and nerve damage. In a report in the British Dental Journal, describe uh, how the tongue of a 28-year-old woman swelled and totally encased a barbell pierced through it. The woman needed surgery to remove it. Uh, in the uh, study, it says... The tongue or the piercing? Uh, no, to remove the piercing. Okay. Not to remove the tongue. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let me see. It says piercing of oral sites also carries a high risk of infection with the possibility of transmission of organisms such as HIV, hepatitis B and C, herpes, and uh, other things. Um, the guy says, really, the reason it's become so such a problem is because it's more of a fashion statement now. 
more than anything else. Yeah. Um, the only reason I really wanted to bring that up, who here has received oral with a, from a chick with a, with a tongue ring? Now, Spoon and Dubs raise their hand. What about you over there, Oddball? No? No such luck. No such luck yet? Yeah. Guy? Little past his generation. <laughs> You're in the same age group. No, what are you I, talking about? He's a little older than me, bro. Impossible. <laughs> Remember, no matter who comes in, you're always the oldest on this show. Okay. That's the bit. <laughs> um, now, ha ha contrast that. Is it is it really better? Because I have it. Is it really better oral? Wow. Is it really better than from someone without a ring? The, the girl I got it from was... Uh, <sighs> I don't know if it was because she had the tongue ring or if she was just really ugly. If that, if that was why it was so damn good, you know? Okay. <laughs> right. Because uh, it was the only time I ever completed, though. Oh, wow. During, yeah. during that act? Yeah. I don't understand guys that, that, that can't complete during that. Well, well I, I, I've, I've just never had a girl go that long, so I can't. I don't really know if you know. Okay. Your girlfriend's not down with uh, down with that completing. No. no. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, she has a gag reflex. Yeah, she has a gag reflex. I don't know if it's because of the smell or. <laughs> I know it's not because of the size. <laughs> uh, what about you, Spoon? What's better? Um, you know what? I, I really didn't notice that much of a difference, man. I mean, you feel it, but it. It's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. Unless a girl really knows how to use it and finds some weird way to, like, you know, manipulate oh, it. It's the same old thing. I, I've had to dump you more than I've had to dump any callers. It's late, bro. Jeez. Come on! Never, uh, any other week in the day, and I am not up this late. God. Oh. All right. Well, we're just going to move on from that because one of our co-hosts didn't know how to control his mouth. Hey, watch the language, little boy. Sorry. What? Did <laughs> <laughs> just answer your own drop? I love Dude. it. Spoon says, uh, we don't have to let everybody know I'm the one with it. Okay, it's radio, you know. The illusion is there. No, but we think it's funny that you like you set up your drop. Oh, definitely. And then you hit your drop. Oh, I got to. And then you comment on your drop. <laughs> He's doing his own little show there in the corner. You give Spoon an instant replay and one-liners, and he's good to go for the rest of the night. Uh, set up another drop for us. <laughs> Come on. Set up, set up you know that whole rant you did about, you know, Christians and all that stuff? Uh -huh. Is this where you want to be when Jesus comes back, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's funny to anybody else, but I, I think that's great. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. And to Jay Dubs' girlfriend. He'll stop hopping as soon as he's done. Right. Just hang in there a little longer, sweetie. All right, we got to take a break. I'm losing control of this show. I don't know how it happened. I don't know what happened. Uh, it, it always happens around two scoops. <laughs> when we hit two scoops, all of a sudden, whoa, we're derailed. Yeah, that's I what that whip. That's what happened. That's what happened. A spoon happened. Um, all right, guys, I'm going to ask you now. Because I want to tease whatever we come back with. I think the only thing that we didn't get to that we wanted to get to is talking to God. The Almighty. I Should think... we save this for next week? No, because the movie opened this week. Okay. And you know what? If the bit's really lame, it's late in the night. <laughs> <laughs>
Stay tuned to see whether or not this bit is lame. Do I know how to sell stuff or what? It's El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 FM, WJFK FM, 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. EJ Hideout at Yahoo.com. Maybe we'll check some mail, too. Uh, email whenever we get back. Yeah. And if nothing else, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to talk to Dubs Almighty, we'll do it right after this on El Jefe's Hideout. This is El Jefe's Hideout. People that half-ass listen to shows deserve to get in car accidents and die on the beltway. This is El Jefe's Hideout. There's NFL blanket and right on the Giants you'll see a little bit of me. No! You did not punch the clown on my blanket. Sorry. No. This is El Jefe's Hideout. And normally there's nothing really wrong with nail salons and there's nothing wrong with this. But you know, there's the big SARS scare and you see a bunch of Asian people with masks on and you think... <laughs> Let's roll. 106.7 WJFK. This is El Jefe's Hideout. And welcome back into El Jefe's Hideout, coming down the home stretch. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. EJ Hideout at Yahoo.com. I do also want to... Uh, to thank everybody that's called in and won the autographed items of the week, you will get your autographed moon pies wrappers in the in the mail, um, probably by the end of the week. Tammy, our promotions director, has said she will mail these to you. Um, somebody won one autographed by Spoon only, Dubs only, me El Jefe only, and the grand prize winner we just had, Brett, is getting an autographed moon pie wrapper from all three of us. Yes. Outstanding. We also gave We also gave away eight mile gear. Oh, who cares about that? And you got autographed moon pie wrappers. I mean come on, ladies and gentlemen. Alrighty, so um you know this there's so many movies out that I want to see. I mean so many movies that I'm dying to go see. I haven't seen X Men two yet. I haven't seen The Matrix Reloaded yet. I just don't have the time now that I've picked up these extra duties with Ron and Fez. I don't have the time to go to the movies. And, of course, this weekend, i got to do it sometime this week. I think I'd really like sometime this week, you know, even if I could every afternoon during a matinee, going and checking out X-Men 2, The Matrix, and also Bruce Almighty. Mm -hmm. um, and, in fact, there's this great story that was online. Um, talking about how the God character is appearing in more comedies. You know, and it started way back when uh, with, like, Oh God, you know, with George Burns. Um, also Dogma, a great movie where Alanis Morissette played God. Uh, that was uh, To me, that's the best Kevin Smith movie. Dogma was so smart, so intelligent, really wrong and funny. Kind of like this show. <laughs> a lot like this show, the more I think about it. Um, but what we decided to do, we're making a little room here. And I know I talked some trash a little bit earlier about the religion, but we have now bestowed heavenly powers upon J-Dubs. J-Dubs is now the Almighty Dubs. Almighty Dubs, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout. Okay. Ouch, man. Uh, well, Almighty Dubs, when we think about this, you see WWJD. What would Jesus do? For the next segment or so, 
think, what would Dubs do? What would J-Dubs do? Now that you have the powers, J-Dubs, of the Lord, <laughs> what is it that you would like to first enact now that you have this? Because apparently in the movie, Bruce Almighty, the first thing that Bruce does is he uses, you know, he uses his, his breath, his wind, to blow skirts up on ladies. Would you do anything similar? The Almighty Dubs. Oh. Um, Spoon, I know you're a big believer in the Lord. Yes. And it's amazing that you're sitting right next to him in the studio. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, so in awe. I'm sorry, your mic wasn't on, Oddball? I was just saying, and he hasn't burst into flame yet. <laughs> Is there anything that, now that you're face-to-face -face with your maker, that you'd like to ask? <laughs> Why did you create El Jefe? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Thank you, Dubs Almighty. Wow. Uh, Texas not supposed to be there. Uh, we're taking your requests, by the way. <laughs> Even the retarded people? Okay. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> Remember, you're playing God right now, all right? <laughs> 1 800 636. Remember, 1 800 636 1067 202 432 1067. If you have questions for the Almighty Doves, you know, we don't take requests on this show unless we're talking directly to God. And now that I have you here in front of me, Almighty Doves, the Almighty God, um, I wanted to bring this up. Um, who here? has a legitimate fear of death. Anybody? Spoon? No. Nope. Johnny Punani? Johnny Punani, you're telling me you, you want to continue living wearing Velcro shoes and, <laughs> and, and wrinkled shirts? Is that the goal? Uh, uh, what's death? I mean, come on. Uh, what are we going to get philosophical here? <laughs> I, I do have a question for uh, you know God Doves. Okay, uh, the Almighty Dubs. The Almighty Dubs. I mean, uh, Almighty, uh, do you flog the dolphin? Oh, oh man. <laughs> this is the reason I wanted to bring this up. I couldn't even imagine this. I do have a legitimate fear of death. Sure. I think anybody being honest with themselves and really think about how I'm going to go out, they are scared of it. Yeah. And, you know, unless you know where you're going to be after you die, no, care less how you're going to die. No, completely. So this is what gets me, though. When we were talking about Texas, but Utah seems to be on to something. Um, it's now the only state that dispatches condemned inmates to the firing squad. And it's assembling gunmen for back-to-back -back executions next month. Now, one of the guys is a serial killer. Another one of the guys is a white supremacist who stabbed a fellow inmate to death. And they've chosen the firing squad over lethal injection and are set to die the 27th and the 28th at 12.01. Good. <laughs> 
<laughs> the, all my, all, the, the lame jokes are funnier when they're coming from God. Um, now, anti-death penalty forces are probably going to be protesting and arguing the firing squad that it amounts to cruel and unusual punishment. And uh, the, the prison is bracing for all these crowds, for the most part. My question, though, is... <sighs> Could you imagine being on death row, first of all? And then secondly... <laughs> no, actual death row. Uh, are you a fan, though? Of uh, How's Tupac doing up there now in, in heaven? All right. <laughs> there it is, an exclusive from the almighty dubs. Aaliyah and Tupac are not dead. They're actually in the Caribbean. But it just gets me, man, because I think I have such a fear of death. A, because I'm not a real big believer in you, uh, the Almighty Dubs. <laughs> but the thing is, is like I, I do have this fear of dying because I don't believe in, God, what if there really is a hell? I'm screwed, especially after this show. That's all they got to do is play back the tape from this and that. Sorry, brother. <laughs> You're going to hang out with a spoon in hell. Uh -oh. um, <laughs> I'm not going to be there. But um, anyway, I just couldn't imagine what it would be like, man, sitting there tied up in a firing squad. Much less, like, much less you know, like an, an electric chair or the lethal injection. Because I hear the lethal injection, I mean, it's basically like falling asleep. That's what they say it's like. Obviously, we haven't talked to anybody to find out what it truly is like. But they say it's pretty much you, you fall asleep first and then you just never wake up. But to be sitting there with the waiting anticipation of, you know, a firing squad, to me, and that scares me, man. That scares the S out of me, dude. That really does spook me out a lot. Yeah. So any chance of these guys going to heaven? That's a big deterrent to me, man, you know? And you know this, though? What? No, I'm just saying that's a big deterrent for crime. You think to the, do something like that? The firing hey, squad? It'd be even better if they put it on pay per view, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're getting some prophecies from the Almighty God. Anything else you see from the future? I see And you know, this is another reason I wanted the Almighty Dubs here because I wanted to talk about this. I just know a heart attack's the way I'm going out. I have no doubt that a heart attack is the way that El Jefe will no longer grace this earth. What way can you accept to die, really? I mean... Oh, you know, I'll get to that in a second, but let me tell you how I just know I'm going to die. I, <laughs> well, everybody is. Well, no, how I know that I'm going to die, though. Like, <laughs> the way. Oh, okay. Like I told you, I punched the clown earlier. Earlier today in the shower. <laughs> and we've talked about this before, but I have this legitimate fear. And help me out, Almighty Dubs, if you can, okay? I have this fear that while I'm punching the clown, while I'm getting things going, you know, I'm popping in the movie, you know, I've got the, the tissue by my side, you know what I mean? i got the tissue in one hand. Um... <laughs> uh, you know, the, rem the remote in the other, trying to find the good spot, you know what I mean? I can't ever just watch a porn. I always got to be fast-forwarding or rewinding or whatever, getting into a specific mood. But every time when I'm punching the clown, 
I sit there and I think, God damn, what if I die of a heart attack right now? <laughs> what if I'm, what if I'm there, and I reach the ultimate, ultimate feeling, you know, the climax of my session, uh, and. I, 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 my wife comes home from a hard day at work doing important things in Washington, D.C. She walks in the door. Oh, the car's home. My baby's home. Right on. Let's go have dinner. She walks into the bedroom. The porn's still running. She sees me with my pants around my ankles. You! <laughs> like bent over. Like all blue. And dead. Bent over a used wad of toilet paper. For punching the clown. <laughs> Thank you, Almighty Dobbs. <laughs> but see, this is what worries me, though. Because, all right, first of all, I wouldn't want my wife to have to go through that. Because I know what would happen is that she would clean up. You know what I mean? Because she wouldn't want the cops to come over. Well, there's a good girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> she wouldn't want the cops to come over. Um, she wouldn't want some prick taking the picture and posting it on Rotten.com. Right. You know what I mean? She, she'd take care of all of that mess for me. But what worries me, almighty dubs, is that when I get up to the pearly gates, and who's the, who's the guy that's supposed to tell me if I can get in or not, Spoon? Well, I'm not Catholic, bro. I don't subscribe. There's nobody at the gate, all right? You stand before God. Play along. All right, uh, St. Peter. Okay, let's say it's St. Peter, or let's say it's you <laughs> almighty dubs. Let's... <laughs> so, I'm stepping up. Here I am. You know what I mean? And, and sadly, I mean, I don't know if it's like all the movies where you go up to heaven in the, the state that you were. So, I don't know if I've got to, like, shuffle with my pants around my ankles, you know, and I'm coming up walking on the white clouds, dripping everywhere from my session, <laughs> and I'm here, you know, and the thunder's rolling, <sighs> and here I am, I'm looking at J-Dubs, or the almighty dubs, pants around my ankles, it's probably cold in heaven, so shriveled, got a little shrinkage going on. And here I have to be. I've lived a good life. I've helped a lot of people, I think. I'm helping Spoon's career like no other right now. i got to let you know that. <laughs> but here I am. All of, none of that matters because I die punching the clown, and I die in a, in a pool of my own mess. And I sit here before you, almighty dubs. And this is like therapy for me right now. Sorry that we're doing therapy on the air. But I'm sitting here in front of the almighty dubs. And we've, we, we, we rewind through my life. And everything's been great to this point. And he goes, you know what? Yeah! And see, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a true forgiving God. Because you know what? He, he put your, your Peter there for a reason. 
And that reason was to play with it. <laughs> Anything for you or others? It's Oh, man. Your little jefito is there for everybody to enjoy, especially you. And going out that way, I mean, you create. <laughs> In his image. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't throw. So anyway, um, that's my fear, and I, I'm glad I was able to talk it out because you know I just know it's going to happen, and it's going to be in like all the trade magazines, like All Access and FMQB, you know, <laughs> nationally syndicated radio star dies in his own filth. <laughs> while watching, uh, <laughs> while watching, no, 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 no. yeah, while watching, uh, barely eighteen, oh. seven, <laughs> very good. No, is that what else you see for me? Uh, <laughs> what do you see for spoon? Almighty Dubs, what is it that you see for Spoon? I mean, I, I, you know what? There's been a lot of controversy as to what Spoon's true age is. I think, I think if anybody knows, it's the Almighty Dubs. What, what age do you see uh, Spoon being? What is he truly? Thirty-eight. Wow, thirty-eight years old. What do you see in the future for Spoon? Great, that's wonderful. Spoon's hideout? Bro, I got a stack, I got a stack of pornos in my car. You can borrow them anytime you want. So now everybody's going to try to kill me. <laughs> Send me as much porn as possible. I got a lot of punching to do. Um, so that's what you see for Spoon. Do you see anything in particular for, like, Spoon's babies? <laughs> Is that what happens? In, uh... Oh, the little one? Oh, God. That's his name. Don't wear it out. Oh, man. I really want to say something. Say it. No, I can't use the Lord's name in vain, but I really want to. Um, What about for Oddball here? I know you don't really know Oddball all that much. Do you see anything? You know what? Before we move on to Oddball, I'll let you think about Oddball for a second. Not that you need to, Almighty Dubs, because you know everything. Um, What do you um, skin? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Almighty Dubs. He loves that. Yeah, he's funny. Uh, tip your waitresses, everybody. What do you see in the future for Cameron's ass? Oh my God! Do you get free refills with that? You do. I keep it see. Oh, the no vacancy sign will be lit up. Is there any future for Johnny Punani? Let me ask you: Is Johnny Punani ever going to get rid of the Velcro shoes? 
I don't I know. Did you watch the hammer cartoon Almighty Doves? Stop! Can't touch it. Look at his food coming through. That was good. Oh, what about oddball here? Let me ask you this. Let's do predictions. Is um again, those of you just now tuning in to El Jefe's Hideout, this is live programming. And we're talking to the Almighty Doves. Uh God sitting in on this segment uh at two forty seven in the morning on a Sunday morning. You're going to be up late. you got a lot of church to go to tomorrow. Are you going to be all right? Fair enough. That's right. All right. Look at this. Got that right. Look at this All right. It's so helpful. I know what you were doing. Let's go to, um, real quick, before we finish up with this segment, and i got to get J-Dubs back in here. Uh, let's finish up right here with uh, with Audrey. You like the dub. What in particular about dubs do you like? <laughs> can you, can you, is there anything that you can do for dubs to help him stop picking his nose? He has a really bad habit of picking his nose all the time. What about eyeballs? Oddball ever gonna get off the overnights here at WJFK? Talk, 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 talk to God. Yes, Lord. I'll be there with Greg running El Jefe's hideout. Oh, Spoon. Spoon. <laughs> what do you think? Is that in the future? And what about Johnny Punani? Is he still going to be screening phone calls? New cookie. Stalker. Ah, that damn stalker. Well, God, I got to thank you. I thank you for coming in. Thank you, Lord God. You've been almighty. And uh, I'm sure Spoon will be talking to you later. And if you know, if you were this cool, I don't When, Lord, when's gonna be my time? All right, thank you so much. There he is, Dubs Almighty. I'll have a side out. One hundred six point seven WJFK. Are you pooped out, Dubs? Yeah. How do you feel? What was it like having the Lord to overtake your body? Browsing. 
You can't even say arousing. I realize that uh, God's just as inappropriate as you whenever he's in your body. There's something about you that's truly satanic, I suppose. <laughs> something about you that whoever's with you uh, has no self-control at all. Um, a couple other things I guess I wanted to hit on before we get out of here. Uh, I want to give some props to the local area. Um, we are on red alert. Or no, not red alert. Orange, orange alert. alert. Orange alert. Yeah. I apologize. Okay. Orange alert. And with us being on orange alert, I got to say, um, there's something about Washington, D.C. people that are tough. I mean, there really is something about, you know, about you guys. Again, I just moved here. Dubs is just moving here. And Spoon, I wanted to ask you, man, is, it, is there something about living in the most powerful city in the free world that just toughens you up a little bit more, that these orange alerts and stuff just don't phase people? Is it knowing that you've always, we've always been a target? I guess i got to start saying we now. Yeah. But is it something, I mean, you just, you can't, you can't let it stop your everyday life? Yeah, you reside the fact that something may happen, you know, somebody might want to take out a major building in D.C., or just basically drop a bomb in the middle of D.C. for whatever reason. I mean, I don't know. I mean, New York's a little like that also, you know. I, as I, far as toughness goes, I, I think there's pretty much the same. And behind D.C. and New York, there's Fowlerville. So I've been in... <laughs> <laughs> we'll kick your ass. <laughs> uh, what, what about you, Eyeball? How long have you been in the area, Eyeball? And is, it the same, is it that mentality where, you know what, we accept it, we're here, this is where we are? It's going to be messed up. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. So, I mean, there's no point, you know, hiding in your closet, cowering in fear. I mean, you got to get out and get going with life. And I remember, man, when I first got to this town, I just didn't know how people did it. Yeah, and uh, another thing God told me to tell you, uh, you can uh -oh. come out of your closet, too, okay? Thank God. <laughs> oh, what, is, what is that? I've been gay, gay, gay. My keeper is out. He said he's been hiding in his closet. Just oh. Tell him he's, he's safe to come out. All right. Oh. Fair enough. But, um... I, I do remember, you know, when I very first got to the town that, you know, it was, and it, I actually got here and like a week later, it was the one year anniversary of September 11th. Man, I was scared. I was, I, I, I did. I sat in my room and I watched TV and I listened to Stern's kick ass broadcast commercial free when he replayed the tape and stuff. And yeah. I just, you know, we're on orange alert now. Who knows if something's going to happen? But I just want to give it to the people of the DC area for being so tough. And I, I guess I'm starting to take a cue from that. I'm starting to, to not be such a pussy. That's right. We're looking for terrorists. No, Don't let us catch you red-handed. <laughs> we'll get beat down like them guys that jumped on the baseball field and started messing with coaches the way they got beat. That's how the next terrorist that, you know, shows his face and starts doing wild stuff. That's what's going to happen to your ass. Look at, look, at, look at Spoon, man. I'm serious, man. And, you know, vigilante. Not enough is said about, you know, 9-11... The plane that went down in Pennsylvania, those guys are some real Americans. Yeah, completely. They took that plane down. Yeah, completely. Have you forgotten? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I hate that song. Some real men on that plane. Uh, all right, well, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for El Jefe's Hideout tonight. Um, we want to thank everybody that uh, contributed to this show. Oddball, thank you so much for coming in, thank man. Thank you for having me. Hopefully uh, you, you had a good time. Again, Johnny Punani. I want to thank Johnny Punani who came in. And uh, did a lot of outstanding work for us. And uh, congratulations to everybody who picked up on prizes this evening. You want to take us out with some email, man? You got a couple emails? To... Yeah, we might as well read this one email from Johnny Potseed. 
I don't know what his deal was. I want to spread the word to my fellow brethren. Take your bag seeds and toss them in the woods. Come fall, we'll all feel good. Uh, he's not wrong. What? I, I don't know what that has to do with the show, but that's our email. Any, that's it? That's, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's all we got for tonight? Yeah, we got another one that says I'm awesome, but I didn't think you wanted to hear that. Oh, I like to hear it when people <laughs> praise Spoon. Why not praise Spoon? Yeah, that's all it really says is I'm awesome and the mouse is stuck here. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, again, we'll see you guys next week at 11 o'clock. El Jefe's Hideout is the name of the show. It has been live programming all night long, and uh, special thanks to everybody that helped out again. Spoon, my bud, thank you. J-Dubs, uh, thank you, sir. Have Actually, Dubs, going back to Michigan to get all this stuff and officially move out here. Yep. And whenever you get back, uh, sir, um, remember, don't forget the toothbrushes and make sure you get the towels to all the rooms on time. <laughs> Working at the Marriott. Well, thank you, everybody. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Stop with the pedophilia jokes, please, sir. Uh, I swear I want to smack at people come in there, too. <laughs> it, I feel safe saying right now, I'll, I will back, backhand you right in the face if you come up and ask me if we serve beer. At our goddamn bar? No, our breakfast. <laughs> at our oh, breakfast. Oh, oh. Some some biker a-hole came in and asked me if we serve bo- uh, beer at our uh, breakfast brunch. Bro, you got some beer? Ah, give me some beer. It's, you know what? I actually, before, for the last six years I've been working in radio. And I had one non-radio job when I very first got to D.C. I worked at the Gold's Gym in downtown Silver Spring. And occasionally I can go hang out there and work out and stuff. And, man, it's tough. It's tough dealing with people. I, this is—I mean, it's—I know it's funny that we're in the communications industry, yeah. but I hate people, man. I really hate people. <laughs> That's the thing. We can tell them off at, at this job. We can tell people off all, all we want, and there's no repercussions. There's no repercussions. We can hang up on you. You're out of our life forever. You know what I mean? I hate people. And when you're sitting there and you're in customer service like you are at the front desk, yeah, man. You know what I mean? You gotta. You gotta, you gotta be nice to people. Where's my toothbrush? Give me my towel. Clean off this pillow. It's got DNA all over it. Stop picking your nose. Wake up call, please. All right, we'll see you guys next Thursday. Uh, next Thursday. Next uh, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday night, 11 o'clock. We'll have another autographed item of the week, and we'll have a lot more that we didn't get to this evening. Tell Hefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK. We out, bitch. Period.